Welcome to the Inglorious Bards. I'm your humble game master, Tom, and this is adventure number 16. In this adventure, we have our heroes split. The fellowship has uh, broken as one group went north last episode, and this is the group heading south into the kingdom of Thave after Sir Brenros's missing chalice of Xanar, Sildren, and Sir Brenros. Uh, we're glad to have you here. We're coming to you on twitch.tv slash glorious barns you can also find our videos on our youtube channel and we're available on every podcast platform in the known world without further ado let's have a recap of what happened two sessions back when these heroes last adventured okay so uh the heroes all arrived at lady Talmadrin's house uh bren rose was immediately taken in everyone else was kind of shoved off into the uh, uh servants quarters to get dressed uh, Brenner's was taken out of his armor, put into these fancy party clothes, and was immediately brought into this soiree with Lady Tamadrin. They were throwing cherries at the uh, very well shaved, I assume, and certainly covered in uh, cream uh, chest of, a, of a, a young man, the weight that was there. There was giggling and laughing, and Sir Brenner's wanted nothing of it. He wanted to talk to Lady Talmadrin and get information right away to see if she would join them uh, with uh, with the intention of the king being returned. Uh, Idrisil, in his already planned out sort of ways, kind of went around Sir Brenner's, who was getting nowhere, by the way, and was able to seduce Lady Talmadrin, though I'm sure she would say it was the other way around. He was able to speak with her and really explain the purpose of King Feon coming back and our mission that went with it. Uh, Sir Brenros, again, continued to try a couple times, but he just so really got through with it. When, uh, after a game of uh, hopsies, when everyone uh, gets ready to go, I, <laughs> I believe everyone was really successful with it, uh, especially Xanner, who gave the best damn impression of a peacock anyone has ever heard at Lady Talmadrin's request. Uh, when Xana returned back, he found Gabe, the wizard, uh, in the morning inside the, uh, the quarters, where they found out that he was brought down to break a seal. Xana immediately jumped on board for that, and Gabe and Xana went down to the basement and found that there was a gearbox that was a kind of a mood enhancer or mood destroyer that was protected by some horrific... Uh, kind of gear clock beast that was slowing everyone down and pulling time from them. The defenders made quick work of him uh, and then uh, kind of announced what happened with uh, Lady Tamadrin. And Brenros, not having any longer, st stood his ground and really got uh, to get his word in and, and explain why we're here and why it's important she follows her ways. After listening to Sir Brenros, uh, Lady Tomadron gave a kind of a dressing down of Senator Nathor, who was there, and brought the very cursed acting gift. And uh, from there, the heroes patted Idrisil on the back and <laughs> high-fived each other and decided to go their different their separate ways. Sir Brenros, Sildren, and Xanar are all held, heading south to Thave, while the other three were doing the very easy challenge of going and picking up the King's Banner. And that is where we split off. So from there, let the adventure begin.
Several days southeast of the city of Mirskan, Xanar, Sildren, and Sir Brenros ride alongside a slow-moving river. Their journey takes them to the country of Thave, known for its dangerous merchants and nasty witches. The water is colored red and flows past slowly. Xanar pets his horse and makes sure the string of horses behind them are following. So... Why is this river red? I haven't seen anything like this before. Is, is it made of wine? Did someone die in it? Does it taste like cherries? Water comes from the Blood Hills, several days ride to the east. They're rich in iron, which bleeds into the water. And that's why they call this river the Red. This is the Red? Huh. I used to hear stories about this river serving drinks at my dad's tavern. Travelers from Thave follow it all the way to Navarre. It is, and it's time we crossed it. And then several more days down the road to the town of Sarvie. The dirt road comes to an end at the riverbank. Sir Brenros urges his horse to splash across this shallow section of the river and brings the string of horses behind him. Sildren whispers something in his horse's ear and the animal confidently steps into the river. So how are we gonna find this chalice of yours in town? Sarvid is where the last chalice was taken. That was a few weeks ago. And while the chalice could be anywhere, it's the only known lead we have. Xanar's horse steps into the red, but the gnome stops his horse halfway across. Sir Brenros, you mentioned that you needed to recover these chalices because... Xanar? What's wrong? Xanar's horse stands in the middle of the shallow river with water flowing past its legs. The young gnome looks back the way he came and then down the road where they are headed. That side of the river is Navarre. And once I cross it, then I'm in the country of Thave. I've never been outside Navarre before. I've never been so far from home. Xanar looks worried and alone, sitting on his horse in the middle of the river. Sildren turns around and rides out to meet him. It's okay, Xanar. I hadn't traveled outside my home much before coming all this way and meeting you. Most people in your hometown don't travel far, but you and I, we're not like the other folks. We travel wherever the adventure takes us. Yeah, you're right. You've you've flown across lava while battling elementals. Yeah. You've slain two demons with a single bolt of lightning. Yeah! We defend those who cannot defend themselves, which makes us... A bunch of awesome dudes! Defenders of the... Defenders of the realm! Xanar kicks his horse and charges across the river. Watch out, Thave! Xanar's coming, and he's bringing the fire! Sir Brenros pulls alongside Sildren. What was all that excitement about? Xanar says he's never been outside Navarre before. Uh, didn't he once travel across all of time and space? I find it best to not understand Xanar, but just keeping his burning hands pointed away from me. Sound advice. Our three heroes ride into the country of Thave, known for its arid hills, swindling merchants, and guild of assassins. On the morning of day four, the heroes say farewell to a group of Thavian travelers they camped alongside for company and safety. They head further southeast past dry riverbeds and steep hills covered in prickly bushes. 
There are a few scattered homes you ride past made of dried mud and wooden beams. They are half buried in the earth to keep them cool. As fall approaches, the afternoons are still warm, but the evenings are quite cold. The heroes stop at a rare lake recommended by the travelers just off the main road. Brenros and Sildren attend to the horses, while Xanner heads off behind some bushes to relieve little Xanner. <laughs> Brenros opens the flap of his saddlebag and wrinkles his nose. What's wrong? Our food. It's, it's gone bad. Rotten. Foul. That should not be. These are traveling rations. They should last for weeks. Yeah, see for yourself. But I'm not eating that. You know, they say nasty witches roam the hills if they've... And that warm winds carry their curses from afar. Xanar sees the back of a big blue fish out on the lake and pretends to blast it with fireballs. But the only thing the other heroes hear is him making pew-pew noises from behind the bushes. I don't know anything about curses, but this is bad luck for sure. We have, what, another day or two before we reach the town of Sarvid? That's going to be a rough two days without food. Xanner, uh, you're kind of practicing some magic. What are some spells you haven't uh, really spent much time on that maybe you're out here on the lake messing around with, attacking a poor fish with? Uh, well, there, there's a couple of easy ones, right? The, the first one I could say is uh, I've, I've got lots of practice with, with a little ray of frost that I used to shoot at the, all the zombies. Uh, I definitely have the acid splash. So I keep trying to like get into the water and see what kind of splashing it could do. And Tanglefoot's a new one. Never Tanglefoot a fish before. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> While Xander's trying out some magic and spells, uh, what are you two doing back at the horses, particularly with this food situation? Uh, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not much for knowledge of uh, the, the foliage and whatnot. Uh, typically, Jix would be gathering the food, but uh, what what do we have in the way of uh, things that can be foraged? Uh, it's not easy. You can see around you, this is a, it's not a desert, but it's uh, on the way. It's arid, it's dry. You've, uh, you've walked past some cracked earth. You haven't had any rain in quite a while. There's uh, shrubs, some prickly bushes, uh, some trees. You, there have been some forest far out in the distance, but you've passed those by a day or two ago. So it's not impossible, but it's not easy. Is there any uh, any way I can uh, fish for fish that have not met little Xanner? Uh, yeah, maybe that might be the case. Um, what I try to stay away from the warm stream and go fish there. <laughs> okay. Uh, you need to work with some crude supplies, break out some survival, and make a survival roll for me, uh, Sir Brimnos. A 17. With a 17, you've got some crude hunk of metal that you kind of bend around and you tie it to some strange piece of thread that you have and you wrap it around a stick and you're just whipping it around out into that lake and you're trying your best. Uh, it's not great, but it's a start. Uh, Sildren, you look like you might have had something to say. Yeah, so uh, I'm going to inspect the food provided that it is all rotten and gone. I'm going to find a, a spot to bury it. Okay. Uh, and then um, Yathane and I will go forage if there's nothing, you know, within a couple hours. 
then come back and uh, send Yathane out to go fishing, maybe. All right. Uh, you start uh, looking around, getting away from the loudness of the pew-pews and the cursing from the night uh, as he fishes, and you start looking for ways to forage. Are you, I know you're a druid, are you uh, vegetarian, vegan, cannibalistic? Uh, what's your food situation? Um, vegetarian by choice, um, omnivore by by necessity. So traveling uh, when in this type of situation, I will eat meat uh, just because it's sustenance. But if there's any option, otherwise I don't. Uh, Raising is more by will. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I guess, you know, preferred, I suppose at this moment would be pescatarian because, um, you know, fish don't have any feelings. So (laughs) (laughs) or or souls, everyone remember that. Uh, okay. Uh, Brenros, make a survival roll for me for overall fishing. You're out there for 10, 15 minutes, just getting started, trying to get okay. something for the group. So the 17 I rolled earlier, that's something that else. That was initial supplies of can you even have, you don't have fishing supplies, so. How, how's Ooh. a 17 again? <laughs> a 17 again. <laughs> I'm consistent. <laughs> that is decent, but uh, maybe not ideal. Let's see, you throw out your line, you wait, you wait, you tell Xander to stop scaring everything away. But I almost uh, got it! And <laughs> you throw out, and then you, uh, the 17, you uh, you hook a fish, and you start pulling it in. It's not ideal, because uh, you don't have a, a, any kind of real type thing, so you start pulling it with your stick. Uh, make one more survival roll, oh. and get a 20 or higher. All right. You can do it. Exciting fishing action. A 20! <laughs> Super 20! Right on. Consistent. <laughs> you got a total of 20. Total All of right. 20. You uh, whip it out. You start bringing it back and snapping it back and pulling this fish. And it's, and it's the big one, Xander, uh, spotted earlier. And this should, good, uh, thankfully, last, last you for a while. You pull and you pull and you get right up to the edge. And flying out comes the huge mouse of this nasty fish. Wow. And it is seven feet tall with wings and is a river drake that was in the river hunting oh, for fish shit. on its own. It's about seven feet tall. It's a mini dragon with no front claws, but it's got these wings that flap up. It comes out of the water with a and comes flying right at you, Brenrose, with it's a, always a bigger fish. Free <laughs> surprise round and Zan uh, and Brenrose is uh, let's see, a 20 to hit and a 23 to hit? Uh, they will both miss. All right. Or they make contact, but no... No penetration. Yeah, no penetration. All right. It claws and it uh, stabs at you with a spiked tail from behind, and it does not get through. And uh, it is a new round, and let's go, Brenros. You are first. Xander, you're right there with them, and Sildren, you're going to take a turn to run back as you're hearing the sounds of chaos. With a free action, Brenros leans back. I caught something! (laughs) And... I'm assuming I didn't go fishing with my shield, but Good I probably have my sword. No shield. No shield. Uh, but I do have my sword. So, uh, using the fishing rod in one hand, kind of <laughs> tugging at it, and the sword in the other, I will go ahead and make a first of a series of attacks here. And here we go. Ah, 
It's huge! A 25 to hit. 25 hits. 25 to hit. It's right on the beach screeching at you. 13 <laughs> points of damage. Okay. Second um, attack. 13, got it. Is a 24 to hit. Uh, Really? With your second attack? Yep. That is also a hit. Nice. Fantastic. That is 14 points of damage. There you go. Ooh, another big cut across this creature's chest midsection. You draw blood one more time. That's 14. Lots of blood come pouring out. Xanner, you see Sir Brenros is doing some damage. This thing is right on him. He's dropped his pole, is slashing with his sword. Uh, and Xanner, you can see there is a second River Drake flies out of the water, cascading water falling off of its wings. It kind of hovers there for a second, flaps once, twice, and comes screeching towards you guys. Uh, it'll be there in just a little bit. Xander, what do you want to do? Oh, do you have third action, by the way? That no, you had to draw your weapon. I had to draw oh. how, uh, how, um, You cut out for a second there, Tom. How far away is the second Drake? About 45 feet. 45, so that's very close. Um, I'm trying to decide if I try to attack them both at once or if I should cut them both off. What do you think? What do you think? On your own. Okay, Xander will uh, run around behind Sir Brenros to line up both drakes together and okay. fire a lightning bolt. Is is little Xander away? <laughs> I just you haven't exactly spent an act. I told you I was going to fire a lightning bolt, and I have a very specific way that I do that. Little Xander is in super imperative right now. My wand of lightning, mini yeah. lightning bolts. <laughs> Pew pew. <laughs> pew, pew, pew. Uh, okay, so you're getting behind the knight and lining up a lightning bolt that would hit the knight and the two drakes. No, 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 getting around uh, the, the knight to hit both drakes and uh, not Sir Brenrose. So you're in you... front of me. Uh, you cannot do that. He is face to face, toe to toe with one of them. Yeah. Uh, so you would, uh, you would, it would be bad for you to train. There's no room for you to get in there. Check and copy that. We're going to change that up a little bit. And uh, instead, Xander's going to cast a wall of fire in between the two drakes. So, so what the drake just came out of the water, Xander's just going to reach up. And just in like a screaming fashion, he's going to take this red uh, aura from inside and just let it grow like up and over him and throw it. So like he's throwing two fireballs, but they're going to form a wall of fire, which is a brand new fourth level spell nice. that I just learned. All right. This fire uh, lights up and uh, extends out. And you said you're doing this horizontally across the path, right? Uh, correct. So I, I'm trying trying to get it high enough. So it, I think I can make it about 60 feet long and like 10 feet high. Correct. And five feet thick of flames. Uh, nice. Uh, you have an action. No, that takes three actions. That was three actions for that one. It's all spell. Fire impossibly is blazing on top of this lake. Ah! Um, 
And it is the Drake's turn. The one that is wounded is going to do a vomitous caustic mucus blast at the both of you. Is that, and, a, is that the technical term? Vomitous yes. caustic mucus blast? Yes. The harsh spell. <laughs> and it goes, and this blackish greenish goo goes flying at the both of you guys. You need to make reflex saves 19 or higher. Oh, I almost rolled max damage. 22 for Xanner. 26 for Burnrouse. All right, you guys each take 11 points of damage still. Ow! Uh, and you, but you don't take any persistent burning acid, so that's great. And for its last action, it bites at Sir Brenros with a 24 to hit with 24. its big teeth. It will latch onto some armor, but make no purchase. Mm, all right. Woo. The other Drake is going too fast and flies right through that flame, taking uh, 4d6 points of fire Jeez. damage. Nice. I'm assuming roll that. I was intending to cook. Is I Look at that. Mm. Burn it! Ooh, not bad. 13. 13. Uh, 13, it flies through it, takes some fire. There's now fire uh, that's steaming the water that was on it off. It comes flying over the three of you, the creature, Xanner, and Sir Brenros, and uh, delays just enough. It's vomiting caustic mucus blast and, tr- and blast that at the two of you guys. Make another reflex save to try and duck out of the way of this acid. Yeah! No, oh, it's only a 16! I want to roll again. Xander's going to spend a hero point. A hero point. Uh, I will spend one as well. That's right. We both rolled fours. That's awful. Ah! There we go. It's a five. Much better. <laughs> 17. <laughs> oh, and Renrust blew it as well. Damn it. Take goodbye to those hero points. Holy oh, moly. That sucks. <laughs> You uh, guys don't take... forget, Sir Benrose, you had three at the beginning of this session from... Thank you for the reminder. I yeah, you had a bonus. You had a bonus. Uh, you guys take 15 points of acid damage and Eesh. take um, 1d6 persistent uh, acid. You can add that as like a just a new effect in Fantasy Grounds. Just put purse pers, 1d6 acid or something like that. Uh, and wow, you guys have that. Uh, that creature is done. Sildren, you were running over there. Your turn, unfortunately, is done. Um, I have my bow. You can shoot your bow. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I will draw and fire my bow. All right. 90, uh, about a, no, you're about 100 feet away. All right. Do, 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 100 feet. That's good, I believe. Yeah, range is 100. Longbow. Yep. Uh, it's going to be a 31 to hit. Which creature are you attacking? I am attacking the one that has already been wounded, the one that is has attacked Brenrose. Okay. With That's a, like melee combat, yeah. You, Xanner, uh, you're uh, firing your, your wall of fire. You yeah. dodge some acid, and all of a sudden, a arrow comes whipping past your head, delivering a critical hit yeah. to the River Drake. Mm-hmm. Roll critical hit damage, so. Uh, it's going to be, I guess, a total of six. Big and, six. <laughs> and oh, hold on, the longbow's deadly, so ah. it gets an extra plus uh, D10. One D10, yes. Oh. oh, I was there. Nine. Crazy three. <laughs> I got, got a total nine. of nine. Total of nine. Hold on, let me do all this math here. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay, that was anticlimactic. You still have two more uh, actions. Uh, I will. Um, how far away is Yathane from the River Drake at the moment? Same, 100 feet. Okay. Um, then I will fire my longbow a second time. Uh, I'm sorry, I needed to do the second one. Do you want me to keep that roll and just modify it or yeah. re-roll? Yeah, yeah. Okay. so 19? 19 to hit, yeah. Is a hit. Sweet. Uh, so that's going to be three points of damage. Uh, another arrow <laughs> sticks in the creature. <laughs> this is not my specialty. But, Stop um, using the suction cup arrows! <laughs> <laughs> it's nerf or nothing. Nerf or nothing, yeah. <laughs> Uh, and final action will be to activate my um, ba -ba -ba -ba, bracelet of dashing, and Yathane will fly 60 feet towards um, that same river drake that I've put a couple arrows into. All right, Brenros, you've got one that's kind of just hovering right in front of you. Blood is pouring out of multiple wounds, multiple arrows. There's another one that's about 10 feet above you that's right now just flying right overhead. Uh, what do you want to do, Brenros? Is the one flying overhead in any kind of reach of me? Uh, it's 10 feet above you, so no. So five, no. Okay. Uh, so I will be slashing out at this uh, one that's in front of me that's pouring blood on me. And here we go. A 34 <laughs> is a critical There you hit. go. Oh my God. See if you can do at least nine points of big damage. <laughs> For the there's record, 18, and there's 11 for a total of 29 points of damage. Uh, to to his credit, though, I don't think you'd heal as much as Sildren does. <laughs> Sildren uh, is there any way in ending him? I produce gently filleted. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a couple choice Drake steaks you hack off of it. <laughs> Just the right cut. Um, uh, you still have two actions. Two actions. That creature is dead. Uh, I guess it would be sprinting back to my horse and obtaining my shield for my. Dog. All right, Xander, you've got a creature ten feet over you, shrieking. This, this mini dragon, like, like straight up. He's, yes. he's like above me? Yes. Oh, that's easy. Uh, I'm going to cast a lightning bolt. <laughs> Every chance I get. It makes so, a little reflex save. Does have a reflex save. Uh, 18. That is not enough. It will take full damage, which is 15. Oh, not big. Wow. That's about what I did with two arrows. Yeah, it, It's accompanied by thunder, which is does more damage. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it could be a max of, you know, what is it, 48? 48 uh, points of damage. Yeah, it's not. It's 15. 4 times 12, 48 plus 4 is 52. You should have averaged 26 points of damage each time you do that. You rolled I'm, 15. I'm Good totally job, buddy. Impressive. Looks yeah. Like uh, I, you have one action left, Xander. Oh, yeah. Xander's going to shield up. What? He's, he's, I'm just grabbing the water and the stones, pulling them all over me, and just making a little Xander ball. Cool. And I also show in Fantasy Grands you have 16 temporary hit points. Any reason why that's the case? Mm, no. All right. Get rid of that. Yeah, get rid of that. I think it was just old leftover. All right. That Drake goes and it's uh, as it gently descends onto Xanner, it strikes with its fangs with a 26 to hit. Ah, my shield's up. It still gets me. 
uh, bites you for 14 points of piercing and Ow! then strikes with its pointed tail with a total of 20 to hit. That does not hit. And a total of 19 to hit. Still doesn't hit. And I stick my tongue out. All right. Sildren. Uh, so I will uh, do a single move action, which with the bracelet of dashing will take me 45 feet closer. Ooh, that's fast. Um, I will, with my second action, I will fire my longbow at this drake. Uh, for a total of 18 to hit. Uh, it, your arrow flies straight and true, but somehow gets zapped by a bolt of lightning and burns up instantly. That's and my then, And then I will spend my final action to maneuver Yathane. Um, she will fly the last bit of the distance, and she will make an attack herself, uh, attacking this river drake with jaws of steel. Jaws or Jaws? Jaws. Jaws. Uh, 20 to hit. Is it hit? Yep. All right. Perfect. So she will do 11 points of damage to the River Drake. And she kind of looks back at you, Sildren, and winks with the damage that she did. Oh, I'm 10. claws, screeches, bites. You've got this... Uh, this gorgeous black raven attacking this seven foot tall dragon in aerial combat uh sir brenros you have your shield you're back at your horse the beast is within striking distance you just need to run back there with your first action uh, i need to run back there with my first action my second action is to quickly look around while i'm under this thing and see if we've disturbed like a coven of these things and are we in further danger? You look around and you see there are not a dozen pairs of eyes just <laughs> rising just, out of the water. There are bubbling not. bubbling water. <laughs> All right. Uh, feeling secure with that, my third action will be to strike out at this creature. With a natural 20. Ooh. Whoa, there you go. You may take this last Drake down. Uh, it is style. Who's in front of me presently? Xanner. Xanner. <laughs> Gore and Viscera. Gore and Viscera. Sorry, Xanner. Uh, these <laughs> slashes come quickly to the underbelly as in one deft and fell move, Brenros doesn't even stop. He just drags his sword underneath this thing and the Viscera tumbles upon poor Xanner. <laughs> That's gross! That's gross, but it makes a good title name, Gore and Viscera. (laughs) (laughs) Worth it. Uh, The creature is disemboweled. It collapses while uh, Sildren and Xanner are trying to compliment Brenros uh, on your great tactical prowess. Uh, You ignore them and just start Chef Ramseying this Drake as well. (laughs) Uh, What you need is... (laughs) Okay. Uh, make a survival roll, sir, Brenrose. Oh. And I'm also going to extract teeth from this, if I may. All right. I have some wyvern teeth and some other things that I've collected along the way. Done. A 23 for that survival roll. 23. You are able to harvest some meat that should definitely last you the next uh, two days uh, okay. and serve you well. Yay. Some good came of this. We have some food now that hasn't spoiled or at least resistant to it. 
I still didn't get a fish, though. This well, may be better than a fish. fish. We had one. <laughs> Holds up the ashen remnants of wall of fire produced. <laughs> <laughs> Toasted lake. Uh, this Drake's tail, is there anything special about it? You mentioned that it, it I think, struck out at Xanner with it. Is that correct? Yeah, it's just a pointy barbed tail. It looks like it should be poisonous, but it is not. It's just a barbed uh, nasty. It's not like a blade at the end of the tail. Can I extract the barbs? Uh, make a survival roll. Get a 20 or higher. 22. Yep, you were able to add that to your... Jixian like collection. I've now have wyvern teeth. I have what else did I? There was something else that I had. You uh, making a doll? What are you doing? <laughs> uh, well, uh, kind of. Himself. The Nvidiac Fang. That's right. That's right. Nvidiac Fang. So how many uh, Drake teeth do I get? Uh, let's just say a small amount. You weren't able to recover all of them. Seventeen. Beautiful. <laughs> I kind of feel like I should get something for Jix, you know, like like to say that we were thinking of him and we should bring it back. We like, we, should we give him like a plenty here. Give him, maybe save like an here. eyeball or something. I don't want to carry it. Gross. But if you want to, Sildren, you seem like you're right there doing it. Uh, gross. I got what I needed from it. If you so wish, be my guest. Uh... Ugh, I'm not very good at this. Uh, I'll try. As, as Yathne gobbles down one of its eyes. Go! Xander <laughs> gets out his dinner spoon and starts trying to get an eyeball out. Gingerly from it's as squishy. far as he can. Just get, get cut. <laughs> <laughs> it still wasn't dead though. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, belly exposed. So um, presuming okay. danger is past, um, Sildren is still going to try to do some foraging in the area to see, you know, he's not going to wander far now that, you know, there's been some some danger to the camp, but I am still going to try to, you know, get some berries or, you know, some like roots or truffles or something. I don't know, like whatever might be around. Okay. Uh, make a survival roll. Minus two for staying not too far away from, not to straying too far away. Alrighty. Renrose so begins to move the camp a little bit further away from the river. 21. Starting that fire. All right. Um, okay. You are able to find some uh, uh, scrappy, unpleasant tasting berries that are safe to eat and nourishing, as well as some roots that are tough to eat, but also nourishing and will go well, apparently, with steaks and uh, from Drake's and a nice white wine. Uh, you guys uh, <laughs> deal with your camp. You're able to uh, rest a bit. You travel again uh, the next day. As you travel, you are traveling again through this arid landscape of Fave. You, yes. I assume we get fully healed up. Yes. Okay. If nothing else, um, the uh, uh, champion, Sir Brenros, with his uh, lay on hands is significant amount of healing. So, yeah. Um, or out of combat, yeah. Yeah, totally. for sure. Uh, okay. 
Uh, the landscape again is uh, dry, bush-like. You see some uh, forests off in the distance that you're not hitting anywhere near, and you just start uh, traveling by horses through. Sildren keeps like kind of <laughs> angling towards that. And has have to, to be correct. You away. Yeah. Uh, it's lots of hills now that you're going up and down, and you guys aren't just riding your horses again. You have the string of horses behind, so you can travel faster and faster and swap out. Um, I'm imagining children's not too excited about pushing the animals that hard, but apparently time is of the essence for the group. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, children's tending to them, making sure that they remain healthy through through the process. But um, yeah, time is of importance here, so we are pressing them a little bit, I, 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 I would think. Okay. Um, not enough to lame any of them, but to, to you know, definitely they'll be tired. All right, it is nighttime, and you are soon, you think by tomorrow, uh, will arrive in the town of Sarvid, where this chalice was uh, known to be headed. Uh, it is nighttime on your hopefully last uh, day of traveling there. You guys are camped. There's a fire going. You're eating the last of your Drake steaks, which is fun to say. And I don't know, Xanner is doing some sort of hand slapping thing with Sir Brenros, teaching him how to do different things. Just passing time. I don't understand why this is so hard. Up, then up, down, then down. Up, then up, down, then down. Same hand, same twice. Up, up, down, down. Up, up, down, down. Up, up, down, down. You got this. Deep breath. <laughs> I just imagine just smack. <laughs> He's just doing this stuff. Hey, out of I'm a gnome now. And, uh, I can um, use my shield for this. <laughs> as that's happening, Sildren, you take notice that coming up the road in the direction you're, you're headed is a lantern making its way towards you. And you can see by its height and the sounds that accompany it, it is... Uh, atop a wagon as someone is making his way uh, along the road towards your camp area. In the dark? Yes. Um, okay. So it's one, one, Friend one, Zanner. one, two, up, up, down, down, up, up, down, up, down, up, up, down, down. <laughs> There's a wagon coming. I'm going to circle around and stay in the woods while they approach. We have a big Maybe. fire going presently. There's a fire. You've got your horses not too far away. Yeah, uh, I mean, Sildren I mentioned woods, which is totally not the case. They're small shrubs. He will be hunkering down around <laughs> <Okay>. it. <laughs> um, well, I will. I will be a creature of the night and stalk out, and um, I'm going to flank the wagon um, to to try and a see who's coming and b provide uh, you know fire support from the from the dark if if it's anything that's not good. All right. Uh, Brenro, Xander, anything you're doing? You see this wagon is coming right towards you. Also noted, uh, Yathane is staying in the camp. She's right there where, where in a tree, where not, I guess not a tree, but in a shrub where, where the, uh, she's, she's, she's sitting on a log by the fire, I guess. She's chilling out. Yeah. Uh, Brenros is uh, rising to greet whoever is coming. All right. Uh, so Xander watching Sildren kind of ninja away, he's he's going to kind of brace, but mostly mostly just kind of ready for a, a spell if there's anything that, that comes up being hinky. All right, uh, Sildren, make a overall stealth roll for me, please. Sure. 
The wagon closes in towards you as Sildren disappears into the night very poorly. I'm going to use a hero point on that one. Yeah. What did you roll? I rolled a two, uh, so we're going to just re-roll that puppy. Good choices. And I rolled a four instead, so a total of 17. Yeah, total 17. <laughs> you disappear yeah. into the night, but it's a little dark. You forget you have dark vision and bring a torch log from the fire yeah. with you. Just so you can <laughs> uh, all right, yeah, you're fine. You're heading out there, and just every so, there's like, like a little gully, and they can just hear, oh, damn, and uh, sound. The wagon. Wasn't there before. <laughs> the wagon approaches, and it stops maybe 40 feet away, and you hear a uh, big voice say, uh, Good evening! I mean uh, no trouble and uh, hope to share your fire tonight. Space is available. Fire is there. You're welcome if you are peaceful. Uh, Indeed I am. Uh, Get the light. And you see the lantern is lifted off of a hook on the wagon. And there is uh, a um, big rotund man. He's got the Thavian look about him, which tends to be a slightly reddish skin with uh, that looks like it's been well-worn by the sun. Uh, with him is a young lady, some attendant who is holding the, uh, the lantern. He's got some traveling clothes on, but looks to be a little more upscale than the usual travelers you've seen on the road so far. And he hops off the wagon with a, uh, with a, a bit of effort, and the wagon rocks a little bit. And he uh, steps up to your fire, to the two of you, Brenros and Xanner. Well, uh, I am uh, Barreto, uh, a, a trader by trade, I guess you could say. <laughs> uh, <laughs> It's uh, it's good to uh, meet some friendly uh, faces out on the road here. Renros of the Knight of the Vigilant and my companion, Zenner, a wizard oh. of renown. I'm, I'm a sorcerer. I don't, know, I don't know any wizards. I know one. His name's Gabe. He's not here. He's way up north in Edlinholm. That's where I'm from. I'm a defender of Navarre. We're all defenders of Navarre. And we're here because we're on a mission. It's nice to meet you. Oh, I think I caught half of that and half of that I wish I hadn't caught. Uh, please have a seat, you... Look like you could deal with warm, uh, with some warmth. Are the nights always this cold out here? Get my, get my stool, he says, and his attendant goes and gets the stool. Uh, Knights of the, of the order of the of the of the sigil, did you say? Vigilant, the vigilant. Oh, I think I've heard of your kind before. I'm surprised to see a, a knight like that here in Thave. No, we're 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 looking for something while we're we are traveling, but we are looking for something. Hence our presence. Uh, a stool is brought, a tiny stool, and he sits down on it and says, uh, "Get a tent going quickly, and uh, and bring get some dinner going. We need to uh, take care of our uh, new friends here. We don't come looking for company and and uh, security without bringing a bit of uh, something to the table." <laughs> Brenneros uh, looks at Xanner. Are not interested in Wyvern steak tonight? Some I mean, it's exotic. been fine for the last couple of nights, but we can't say no to a gift. Very well, I'll put it away. 
uh, a his servant comes and is setting up a big tent, like a pavilion-like tent, and she is struggling like crazy to lift these poles. And this is like a three-person job. He's not lifting a finger to help, and she's trying to hold this one up, run over and get another one up and start nailing something down in. And Sildren's just right there, just walking. <laughs> From the shadows! You're doing it wrong. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, uh, I'm actually going to approach via the wagon, um, kind of give it a once over and then just sort of start helping out the um, servant person without really, you know, saying much about it. Just like suddenly I'm just handing her one of the, <laughs> you know, right, one of the tent poles and just like just right there. Uh, she's surprised. Oh, uh, oh, I didn't see you there. Hello, friend. Hello. And what's your name? Uh, my name is Shanir, and she doesn't engage you further and gets back to work. Uh, Had you mentioned the trader's name was Barros? Did I, I think it was Burrito. <laughs> burrito. <laughs> Half rice, please. <laughs> no, his name is not Barros, nor is it Burrito. I, I miss. I misheard it then. Well, bully for you then, huh? <laughs> well done. Goodness. I, I missed your I missed your name amidst the crackling of well, the Well, bully for you <laughs> then, knight. <laughs> Defeated again. <laughs> the name is Barreto. I almost had a cop show named after me. <laughs> oh, no. So like burrito with oh, an that E, old, I got that'll it. will stay in my head. Oh, Hell's Kitchen action. All right. <laughs> Uh, the tent is slowly taking shape, and he uh, he throws out another. All right, just uh, stop with the tent for a second, and and get get some dinner going. I've got something uh, the likes of you, I guess, haven't had in uh, before. Thavian rabbit. It's quite interesting. Not quite the uh, the hair you're used to, I'd imagine. I can't say that I've ever tried it, Zenner. No, it sounds amazing. What color is it? Where did it come uh, from? How big are they? Are uh, they fast? Are they I slow? Do they live underground? Oh, you have so much spunk in you, don't you? Thank when you. Gets, when he gets food in him, he slows down. <laughs> <laughs> did you get your nap in, little one? <laughs> yes, these rabbits are tough, but they uh, have an interesting flavor and... You know what? I've got the famous salt from Sarvide as well to go with it. The likes of which you've never had before. Let it be known that Barreto takes care of knights and his entourage. Barreto, what kind of a life do you live that you have such exquisite foods and salts? I'm a trader. I trade in all sorts of exotic goods. I take my wares up north to Navarre. If the season's right, uh, maybe beyond to the uh, kingdom of Ivoron further north. I think this time, this trip, we will skip it. It's getting a bit cold now, and it gets a bit uh, icy up north, if you're caught unaware. But we are headed to uh, Mirskon. We will skip over to Tabernry. Uh, pass through the Fenmorrow Woods and then make our way back. All in all, I'd say it'll be about a month-long trip. Profitable trip. Have you made that trip lots of times before? 
I have, indeed. I normally have uh, some bit of security with me, but uh, they've been hard to come by this time, and I didn't want to wait too long uh, before any colder weeks uh, set in. So here we are. Forgive me, Barreto, and it is good to have your company. Uh, You mentioned you were a trader and you dealt with exotic goods. I happen to be looking for something. Maybe you can help. I deal in many things. In particular, I notice none of you have any sashes. It's a common social grace here in, in Thave, and he uh, shows his. It's just a sash of silk. Uh, it shows a, a bit of status, a bit of class. You, you, you have to be careful uh, if you're dealing with some of the more disreputable people they may take it as a sign of uh flaunting your wealth but when you're dealing in more uh business trade like i am or political realms uh having a uh, sash can certainly look good and impressive i have several colors could i interest you in some yes and he goes stop with the food and go get chumley no stop with the food <laughs> bring the other cart <laughs> And go, go get town. some silks. <laughs> Is this what you were looking for, Knight? Sil- silk and finery? No, actually. Uh, I'm looking for a chalice. Uh, that uh, I-, I do not have one to present you, but... Uh, and he proceeds to describe what this chalice might actually be. Uh, it's actually a relic, and I am trying to find it. It was taken some time ago, and maybe you've come across it, or maybe you've heard of it. You describe the chalice in detail, and after a while he says, that sounds like quite the treasure, but I can't say I've uh, heard of such a, uh, an item. Perhaps you might know of someone uh, who could guide me further to finding this particular item. Very particular item, and uh, uh, those sashes do look very nice. Oh. Um, uh, yeah, they uh, range anywhere from... F- Ah, for you, five silver for the cheaper end, though I would not recommend it. There is uh, 12 silver for the nicer ones, and I've got a 50 silver brand uh, that I think would look uh, quite lovely on you and or your uh, henchmen here. (laughs) I'm a henchman! (laughs) Oh, boy. Uh, Very well, and Brynros proceeds to examine the goods and carry the conversation more towards uh, how he could assist. So might you know anyone who could assist in this regard? I could use um, uh, someone to reach out to in Sarvid, which is where I believe the item to be. Oh, I wouldn't say you'd find much uh, trade of uh, a valuable item like that in Sarvid. It's it's not much of a town at all. It's a nothing town. Uh, if you're looking for something that exotic, you would need to head to the capital, uh, Kassir. Uh, it's past Sarvid, another week and a half ride, I'd say. Maybe a week if with all your horses. It's the uh, it's the capital, but... Uh, and, and, and there is a uh, trade guild there that could certainly help you. Uh, mention my name, and they might be able to, with a few coins, point you in the right direction of some possible dealers. Uh, but I'd caution you, uh, sir. I notice uh, a, a, a bow here uh, against the 
this pack, and in particular, uh, your sword. Um, in in our more cultured cities, particularly our capital and maybe even small towns, it's considered poor form to not have a peace string about uh, your blade. That implies uh, it implies uh, you're ready for war and violence strolling through town, and that would be poor form in many circles. Uh, it's a it's a it's a wrap that goes around the uh, weapon uh, hilt and uh, wraps around the scabbard and prevents prevents say an unruly person or someone who's had a bit too much wine from quickly drawing his weapon and bringing an end to uh to someone and it takes a bit of time for an effort so they come in many varieties i happen to sell these uh i must say uh that come in several varieties anywhere from five copper two silver one gold piece and my finest which i know would suit a man of your tastes eight gold for the finest quality uh piece string in the land oh maybe i need one of those i would not want to be too gauche on that matter uh, this practice, it is throughout uh, the kingdom? It's throughout Thave, yes. Throughout Thave. Uh, and he goes through and, and examines these peace strings, um, settling on a purchase about mid-grade. Okay, uh, that would be Nothing one gold classic. piece. And did you want to buy a sash as well? The sash will be mid-grade as well. Oh, All I have right. a question. It, oh, Brandis, can I ask a question? Please. You mentioned that there were other merchants. Do they also have different sashes? Like different colors of sashes? Because this one's not a lot of colors. Uh, you are more of an autumn, but I sell the best. Uh, you might find other traders, but again, uh, the capital would be your best bet. So how do we know the other traders? Do they carry sashes like you, Barreto? Or is there a different way to identify them, especially if they're in the guild? Uh, if you're trying to identify them by the guild, you would look for a pendant of a snake. And he shows where you guys have like a hidden mire pin or a hidden wolf badge. He reveals that the little uh, jewel, little uh, uh, brooch of a uh, serpent um on there that's neat why is it a snake uh that comes from the history of something long ago with the trade and how they uh were originally part of the assassins guild from long ago and became a splinter but that was decades past and past my time i may be a bit old but not that old do you know about the assassins guild that sounds fascinating uh, indeed, I indeed I do. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I smoke too much. <laughs> uh, Sildren, you have uh, helped quite a bit. The tent is uh, being set up. There's like one last bit that needs to be held up while you run to the other side, and suddenly there's like a raven that's flying in place, holding the top pinnacle, and then you get the rest of the tent. It's this nice big pavilion. Uh, there is rabbit that is being cooked uh, by Shanir, who's running around like mad doing all of this stuff. Uh, and he offers uh, uh, Brenros money spent. What's going on with your money spent? Uh, the total was gold piece for the sash, gold piece for the string. Sure, that's mid-grade. 
And Sildren's also going to purchase a peace string as well for one of the cheaper ones for two silver. Okay. For which weapon of yours? The rapier? Yeah. Okay. Because I assume the bow... <laughs> it has it its doesn't own need a peace string, so... And Xanar, you have a weapon? No! I don't! But it seems like a neat thing to get! Maybe I could get one sometime! Xanar is a weapon. Yeah, he does the, the girls game with like tons of strings in his hands and he's locked in. I'm sure this is a matter of nickel and diming uh, the casual champion or warrior who wanders through town, but I've got like a multitude of weapons. Is it okay to have one piece string? Or do you need one for like the dagger that you have, the bow that you have, the, you know, the uh, he, you ask him that, and he says, "Well, you, you clearly need one for each blade that you have." Yes. So, so, three pieces. <laughs> he, he ups and completes his purchase for gold. Ten, All right, ten piece gold. strings. Yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate going through your wares here, and and I, I, I do have more questions if you have time this evening. I have plenty of time. Uh, you, by the way, as you are attaching these nice braided pieces of uh, cloth, uh, they will provide you a minus two to initiative if you do not have them out in advance. So Sildren's not doing that yet. He's okay. like, I'll do that right before going into town. But okay. um, yeah. Just keep that in mind. Uh, or just let me know if you think, you know, like some Clint Eastwood gunfighter, you unsnap the gun holster. <laughs> you can do that as well, but that alerts other people that you're ready to go to town. All right. Well, my thought is, like, how quick would it be to, like, draw a concealed dagger, cut it, and then and then draw all the weapon? It would be, the, that would, no. Same. Just, okay. Yeah, don't worry about that. Interesting question. Um, okay. Uh, he's, uh, you guys eat some of his uh, rabbit? Nope. Uh, he, no, and Sildren does, does not. The other two of you do. Um, uh, Sildren, you hang out with Shanir, who does not partake in the food, and she sits back away from the fire and has her own little rations. And... Yeah, I try and engage with her, talk to her if she will, and kind of things like that. Yeah, I'm kind of avoiding the the main group at this point. All right. She answers a few questions, but is uh, uh, a little intimidated by you, you think? Um, Aren't we all? Uh, what else are we going to say? Oh, he asks you, as the night continues, uh, what rumors do you have from up north? I'm always interested to hear the news. Well. <laughs> Peace string that mouth, Xanner. Xanner <laughs> is just kind of bouncing up and down in place because he's so excited for stories. The political world is an ever-changing uh, scene in the North as it is right oh, now. Oh, man, you got no idea! <laughs> Cut away to Zen. Uh, uh There are rumors that the uh, the king might be returning to Mirskan, so it's created quite an uproar in this city. Ooh. Uh, great uh, tumult of different factions and whatnot. That could be bad for trade. Perhaps, but could be good for people, but we'll see. But those are the more pronounced rumors that I'm familiar with. Zenner has quite a bit that uh, 
he has to share. I uh, but, bet he does. But before we proceed, because <laughs> there's only nine hours left of so night time. <laughs> uh, do you make your home in Sarvid? Uh, no, 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 no. I'm from Kassir. I pass through uh, uh, Sarvid to get uh, my last bit of goods on my trip out. On the off chance you might have heard a name if you had spent some time there. Uh, perhaps the name uh, Doris, had you heard such a name? I, in Savid, Doris. I, ha- I have heard of a name of a man named Doris. He tried to sell me some strange magical dream catcher thing a year ago, and I wanted nothing to do with it. Seemed reasonable, but I, just a little pushy. Might be the individual I'm looking for. But if you had word with him, then it's definitely a, a place we need to look. And Zenner, please feel free to fill in our friend here on the many rumors. Oh my gosh! Okay, so the Tabery, there's an entire group of people that are out there. The last time you've been there, there's probably like three different places that you could trade and people that you can encounter with. And now there's an entire brother, retiring brother, who goes somewhere and they can just kill the whole thing. And then we down to the sky and the giants and the giants and dragons and the. Okay, and then the night sunsets, <laughs> and then rises, and Xander still finishing yeah. off. Because there was one time, there's Everybody this place sleeping. in the Nexus. There's thing that was jumped. There's a whole bunch what? of monsters. Oh in yes, there. yes. Giant insects. Shows the city growing larger over time. <laughs> Beards are growing. Geological formation. All right. Um, <laughs> He says, oh, uh, what if, uh, let me just interrupt you for, for a, a, a moment. Let, let you catch your breath. Uh, what if uh, I've only ever gone as far north as Ivorod? Have you heard any tales of the uh, dragon queen of Jarvain further up in the icy wastes? No. That sounds amazing. What That's do you so know? Dangerous. Oh, the, I've heard that there is a kingdom up north, far up north, amongst the snowy mountains. There's a grand city, and that grand city is ruled over by a queen not of human or elven or gnomish descent, but of an actual dragon, a white dragon, an ancient old white dragon. And she's the queen of a a queen a queendom queen kingdom queendom in Zarvain. That's right. Wow. Do you know her name? I have not heard a name. What lore would uh, uh, Brenros, having read of? Possibly dragons in his childhood. <laughs> would uh, would he have known of such a creature? Uh, make a society roll. Society. Society says sixteen. Sixteen. You have heard possibly of such rumors, but you're not sure. Imagine such dangerous things are best left to the north. Cold, cold place, I'm told. 
That is true. Well, what could I tell you then? Um, to the south, there is the great Azimir Wall that has plagued our beautiful country for so long. A so magical wall that stretches that. across our whole... <laughs> stretches across our almost our whole southern border created by those mad wizards on their island. I have been hearing from the capital that's... Uh, I would say that uh, we are not a necessarily organized nation, particularly when it comes to armies, but there is a force of multiple multiple squads of brave young men that are gathering at the wall at different parts to see what kind of attack this is from the uh, the Azimir wizards. It's been a year or so now that this wall has been there and uh, we don't take kindly to that. I mentioned this just not for entertainment at the fire. No, 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 I mention it because my young gnome, you told me you were not a wizard per se, but a sorceress, I believe. Yes, pretty close. Now, we are not fond and have not been fond of these Azimir wizards for many, many years. And now that they have actually taken land from us, wizardry in all its forms is illegal here within Thave. I would keep that to yourself. What? So, I just want to make sure I understand correctly. If I... I don't know. Cast a fire somewhere. Oh. Started a fire. No, don't don't start a fire. Okay, no, let's not, let's say it's not fire. What if I happen to just need to save somebody with a bunch of lightning? And that's <laughs> that would no, don't no. There should be no lightning, no fire, no no demons, no nothing. Water? Can I, can I, can I throw water if I did a spell? Just. Well, obviously, water's fine. Okay, but no, okay, good. No, 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 nothing's allowed. What? It, it, is that Justin Servied? Kassir, that's not all of Thave. There's got to be some magic here because it's it's natural. It's a part of, it's got to be somewhere. There is magic in Thave, but it is fully contained within the blood witches of Kassir, and they pass the laws, and the laws state any wizardry or sorcerousry or whatever it is you call it is strictly outlawed. Clearly, any wizardry would be a sign that you would be an agent of Azimir, he says, looking at Xanner with the same look Xanner's looking at him with. Silver's oh. expression has gotten kind of dark at this. Uh, he's not pleased to hear this conversation. I'm afraid, Xanner, it seems your skills are taboo. If I wore a sash, could I do just a little bit of fire? Just, just like, just, just if a I, little bit of peril. <laughs> or is there a way to indicate that I am not an agent of Azimir? Well, because I'm, I'm not. <laughs> what if you're really clear? I come from Edlin home. I'm a defender of Navarre. Woo. There I ask, uh, Sir Barreto. Uh, what is the punishment for such a thing? Uh, I heard of 
wizards who need to speak their words and cast their spells with their hands and work their vile magic against the the country. And uh, I have heard that uh, there was uh, a punishment delivered, I'd say a month ago, where a couple wizard agents were uncovered not far from the wall, and they had their hands removed publicly before their heads were removed. The only way to be sure no magic is cast or spoken, or so I'm told. So Brenrose takes a peace string and puts it in Xander's mouth. <laughs> That's called a ball gag. Oh, uh, <laughs> you had that out a little too quick. <laughs> too easy. We have different techniques in our realm. <laughs> Why does it smell like Idrisil? <laughs> it's pasty. <laughs> well, <that's... laughs> wow, we wow. Oh, thank you. I'm not even looking so at the Sorrento, this, <laughs> <laughs> this would have been a really bad thing to not know about going into town. So I appreciate you. Are you going to be all right with this, Anna? No, I'm not all right at all. But now I know not to be myself. I. I think I need to sit down more. Perhaps a high quality sash might sway anyone coming across that you are at least making good efforts to uh, live within the culture of Thieve. I, yes, I want to look like I fit in and not cast magic. Do I need to get rid of my hat? Oh yes, I've totally <laughs> forgot you had the the Dungeons and Dragons cartoon blue starred hat on. Definitely not a wizard. Totally incognito. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I would recommend something other. You know, I happen to have a selection of caps and hats that might fit a head such as your children's berets, to be specific. That, they sound lovely. Alternative. Nice. <laughs> he is uh, able to give you a fine child's beret. It's for a girl for four silver that fits on jauntily. Can I spend a total of 10 silver for a sash and a beret? Yes, this is, the visual is delightful. (laughs) We're role-playing a dire need for a sash and a beret from a girl's clothing line. I just, I really need to not die. Uh, All right, so that happens. And Sildren approaches um, Borito. Brenrose draws his sword. Who is this man? (laughs) (laughs) I never saw you. He says, oh, the name is uh, is Barretto. Barretto. I am Sildren, and uh, if you have any influence in, amongst your kingdom, um, I can tell you the Wizards of Azimir will not take lightly to having their appendages separated from their body. Um and the mithril barrier is more there for your protection than anything. Um, so you would be well to warn off your blood witches from any aggressive action towards the kingdom of Azimir if you have such influence with your people. 
Well, uh, I, I would say that I've lost a bit of trade myself to the uh, some of our southern towns uh, being cut off from the wall, and I, I don't have political influence like that, and I think it might be best if we try not to say their names much anymore this evening. But the ladies we have spoken of, uh, I, I am not in disagreement with you. I think they have power very focused in the capital. Beyond that, uh, I could certainly see danger ahead with if the wizards from Azamir decided to encroach further. Hopefully we don't have to stay long enough to uh, meet either side. That's actually a really good point. Uh, Sir Brenros, would the chalice be something that the witches might need or something that could end up in Azimir, if it based on its importance, or is it really just fancy? Renros bristles a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> I can assure you that they would be taken advantage of to a negative. Uh, once holy and sacred relics uh, easily taken to uh, darker use. So yes, uh, a witch, anyone could actually use it, but it would bring out a darker side. There's no doubt about it, which is why they need to be destroyed. Oh! And he goes back to cleaning his helmet. <laughs> All right. Neat! Uh, one thing that might help you, he says as he affixes this sash to... Uh, uh, to Xanner. Uh, one thing that might help, I'm not sure if you saw me in the darkness uh, as I approached. Uh, I gave you the traditional Thavian greeting, the two fingers to the nose and forehead upon arrival. That might also help uh, soothe uh, any uh, negotiations that might come your way on your business here in the Thave. Like this? Uh, you you do it with a bit of officiality. It's much more casual. Like this. Uh, you'll get it. You'll get it. Keep. I'm gonna keep practicing. <laughs> keep practicing. Children, hello. <laughs> I don't think he got it right. He used only one finger. <laughs> Uh, the night continues on. He shares some wine. Uh, anything else you guys want to talk about with him? Nope. <laughs> it's imparted on that. Uh, how far away is Kassir, uh, the capital? Uh, great question. Yeah, he said about a week's ride with all of our horses at a Servide. A week's ride. Yes. It does push the timeline a bit. Let me double check. Um... Yeah, you'd think it's maybe, you know, it's gonna be a little less than that, probably five days. Well, I do hope we can find what we need to in less time. Oh, I've got one more question before uh, we head out when the fire dying and all. How many uh, tradesmen do you typically trade with in Thave? Do you have like a group? Are you, I, I see you're a part of the guild. Are, is there like a faction of the guild? Do you have like 
besties? Is there anyone else that you travel with? Or is you, are you guys just always individual? Do you pass each other on the roads and have a fight? Or like trade it, between each other? Or how does that work with, with I'm so fascinated by trade. <laughs> Clearly, uh, we uh, we roam from town to town, doing our trade, delivering our wares. It's uh, there isn't any connection other than being an official member of the guild. Do you ever have to muscle anyone else out of your town? Uh, I don't do with that, as I am a trader who travels. I don't trade much within the fave. I take my exotic wares elsewhere, where I can fetch a premium price. That's fantastic. You're fantastic. Right. This rabbit was great, by the way. Never had purple before. That's tasty. Uh, yeah, and you guys then uh, rest for the night. You're sleeping on the ground in your bedrolls as the fire's dying out. He's in this giant pavilion. And uh, in the morning time, his uh, servant, who looks exhausted, has some breakfast that's ready to go. And um, she is breaking down the tent all by herself again, as he is just lounging around, chatting a last bit with you guys. And then she hauls it all into the wagon by herself again, as he bids you all <laughs> farewell. Uh, it was a pleasure meeting you all, and I wish you well in your uh, adventure to find this uh, cup that you're after, Sir Brenrose. Thank you, and I wish you safe travels as well. And uh, you fine animals you have here. They should take you safely where you need to go. And he gently pats the back of the animal. Uh, Roll initiative! <laughs> uh, and uh, lets them go on their way. All right. They uh, climb aboard their wagon and ride off, and Shanir casts one last look at the only one to engage with her children as they slowly make their way northwest towards Navarre. Mouthing help me is <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you guys uh, get on to your horses and ride off. You ride uh, hard throughout the day and make your way straight south to the town of Sarveed. Uh, what you see is that you cross a rocky pass in the hills and see below a wide valley stretched across the horizon. The valley is covered in a very shallow lake that probably disappears in the summer when the sun bakes it away. Within this shallow water is the town of Sarveed. On a plateau of raised earth is a circle of old stone buildings no wall of any kind, just different buildings, uh, all made of various designs of architecture you've not seen before. And within this circle of buildings is the town itself, which is a couple hundred tents and shacks all scattered and cluttered together in random clumps. You can see this from about a mile away or two as you're coming out of this pass in the hill. Uh, while this is the most water you've seen in Thave, one striking feature is instead of a, uh, uh, a lake valley of green bushes and trees, there's no vegetation of any kind. Instead, the ground just underneath the water is made of white salt as far as you can see. 
Dozens of mounds of salt, some six feet high, some up to 20 feet high, are gathered out from the lake and piled together. You can see a lot of workers with shovels, rakes, and buckets hauling salt out of the shallow lake onto the mounds or from the mounds uh, onto wooden shipping way stations up on the plateau where the uh, built structures and the tents are all located. You descend out of the pass, your horse's hooves splash into the salty water as you make your way towards the town of tents and shacks. Again, the water's not deep, maybe about a foot or less. A wagon loaded with barrels encrusted with salt slogs past going up north in the opposite direction. You ride past a mound where two women measure out buckets before slinging them over their shoulders and trudging through the water towards the uh, earthen plateau of the town. You do get some unusual looks as they don't often get people looking like you in these parts. And you're kind of heading up a small little path that rides out of the lakey bit and up to the plateau where the town is. And there is a forest to the east somewhere, is that correct? There is a forest you can see. It's uh, You saw it just as you were coming down the hills into the pass to begin with. You would say it's maybe, uh, let me check my map real fast. Uh, that forest is about maybe an hour away. You can see it off in the horizon. Okay. Uh, real quick, uh, if it's very calm, Tom, Xander would like to use his diplomat's badge. What's the diplomat's badge? With his diplomat's badge, it's an uh, it's activated by recalling knowledge, and I get to use it once per day. I get to attempt a uh, a check to recall knowledge about a people of a certain human ethnicity, uh, or non-human, or or this type of creatures, depending on when I want to do it. Uh, if I succeed, the badge's bonus increases uh, plus two for diplomacy checks with creatures of that group. Oh, so okay. I'd I'd like to use it for Thavians. Okay. You've got a bonus now, yes. That's the first time this has been used. Yeah. I like. Uh, a big magical display when it goes off. There better be. <laughs> Sildren has put on the peace string on his uh, sword, so that's attached to it. Okay. As, as loosely as can be done while still serving the function that it's supposed to. Um, the peace string is literally a bowstring. Yeah. It's, <laughs> That's 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 a fine idea now. Uh, I don't like the thought of it, but it uh, may pay us to be as uh, incognito as possible as we pass through. Um, and I'm looking at Xanner, like like past Sir Brendro straight at Xanner while I'm saying that. Like, <laughs> we don't want to stand out, Xanner. <laughs> yeah. Remember, wizardry is forbidden here. Um, Peace strings all around, too. Mm -hmm. uh, Brenros takes the time to put and assemble his as well as... Uh, all right. Yeah, I mean, I have a... Sildren has a dagger, but it's concealed, so I'm not peace stringing that. Okay. So. Oddly, I'm feeling a bit exposed in all this armor with no cloak. I am certain to stand out. Well, you have a really nice sash! So that's working. <laughs> it just covers it's one giant <laughs> my shield burka type thing, yes. 
All right, you guys have uh, uh, ridden your horses, and again, it's not just the three of you. You got this what eight, nine horses in total. Mm-hmm. Um, nine, yeah, nine, yeah, three. And you uh, go up this uh, path. Uh, the uh, the 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 air it feels salty. You can look down and see there's crusted salt already splashed on the water up uh, onto your horse's legs and uh, their chest. And you uh, make your way up this road to the plateau above. You pass by. Some of these um, uh, structures, and I am going to make a roll for all three of you, and we will have. Bump- I didn't do it. I didn't uh, Bren Brenros, you don't know the details, but you look at these unique structures that are, there's maybe 20 of them that circle around this big wide plateau. They're the only permanent looking structures here made of stone. And as you pass by two, uh, you believe that these are temples set up uh, from obscure gods. You have no idea what they are, uh, but that's That'll what save me a question. Yeah. Okay. And then you guys ride past those, and then there's a clump of tents, and then there's four tents around a shack uh, made of wood, maybe with a, uh, a, a metal, thin metal door. And uh, you can see there's a, a blacksmith hammering away. There's some, uh, you know, necessities here. There's a, a market with some food. Uh, what are you guys looking for? Um. So. When uh, what's his name again? Brenros Dakine. You said it so well last night. Ah, uh, Doris. 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 Uh, when he was speaking with uh, Beretto, Beretto was saying that he tried to sell him some sort of a dream catcher. Right? That's magic. That's a magical thing. So maybe Doris is trying to offload magic things and maybe upload them. So maybe we should be looking for somebody that's like their own kind of trade. Like if there was like a dark gray market in here or something that would even dark, you know, blackish that, that people would trade that's that's not supposed to be seen anywhere, right? Right, maybe we could find something like that. We can, but where would we look? We would only be able to start here, as far as I can see. You can spend some time and with your uh, society knowledge, spend a couple hours uh, milling about town and try and gather some broad information. Xanner is also a hobnobber. Tell us about this. So Xanner has got an ability. Let me pull it up. Uh, You are skilled at learning information through conversation. The gather information exploration activity uh, takes you half as long as normal, typically reducing the time to an hour. If you're a master in diplomacy, I am an expert at the moment, uh, you gather information at the normal speed. When you attempt to do so and roll critical failure, that you get a matter. failure instead. Yeah, yeah it doesn't matter. matter. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so you can do it pretty fast then. All right, so Xanner hops off with a chipper smile and a sash and sachets. Uh, and with, <laughs> my, with my beret on, <laughs> completely inconspicuous. Uh, while Xander's off doing that, Brenner's going to Sildren. Uh, what are we doing with all of these horses now? Do we keep them and board them all this time? Uh, yeah, we need to find and stable them. And perhaps once we have achieved our task and we can not worry so much about time. Perhaps we sell the extra mounts. Um, perhaps we can bargain with them for information at some point. They're 
not essential once once uh, we've accomplished what we came to do. Well, you have a deep spirit for these uh, beasts of burden. So I will leave the decision to you then. As long as they are treated well, um, I'm fine with <laughs> using yeah. them as, as necessary. <laughs> yeah. You really love these Ooh. horses. Whoa, dang on. <laughs> I'm a bird guy. That's fine. <laughs> they're, they're good. <laughs> I do. Uh, yeah, there's a uh, there's a, a caravanish staging area just uh, outside of town on the water section, and it's got like some wooden uh, 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 ropes and pulleys to lower goods down from the plateau down. There's a stable section. There's not a lot of horses, but they can absolutely take it. It'll take nine silver, one silver per horse, and they will hold them though for a whole week if necessary. So that's totally taken care uh, of. Yeah, Sildren will take take the horses there and he'll um, just pay a gold for it. He'll tip the right. guy a silver. Xanner, make a society roll as you're spending about an hour going around different locations and merchants and people asking for what in particular? Uh, I'm I'm trying to kind of see my, if there is a bit of a black market or a magic items market that's that's on the down low. Mostly, I'm I'm trying to find a merchant who would be in the market of selling and buying certain things, like like a guy named Doris who would be up for mystical or magical items that could or could not be cursed or blessed. In the same way that he was trying to sell Dreamcatchers to uh, Beretto right. and possibly buy uh, cursed chalices from Tavernry. Okay, make a society roll. Yeah! Oh. Natural 20! <laughs> and here it is. Well, let me just delete whole sections of plot-related stuff. <laughs> Holy cow. Oh, what's this cup on the ground? Is this <laughs> it? <laughs> it was just buried in the sand and in the salt oh here. God. Nice some, some guy opens his trench coat. I got a lot of chalices here, man. What do you need? <laughs> hey, that one. I'll take the jacket. Let's just let's just you make it easy. Chose poorly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, well, yeah, wow. All right, Xanner, you ask around. Um, you get no luck whatsoever. This is a very obscure uh, person in a very transient community. Uh, but someone you run into, some uh, merchant says, uh, oh, yeah, I know Doris. He hangs out uh, at the wine tent all the time. And you run into your friends and uh, drag them over to the wine tent here in town. Uh, you guys go into this tent. It is, uh, it's the prettiest looking tent because it's got to attract people. So it's got different colors and thin little tapestries hanging from different spots, but it's all mishmashed. It makes no sense. There's no theme. It's just gaudy, uh, trying to make people forget the, the terrible sight just outside the <laughs> tent of this town. Uh, you go inside, there's benches, uh, some very thin misshapen tables. And there's one table in the corner, which where they have different jugs of wine and some wooden cups. You don't see any fine uh, liqueur or any uh, beer or ale. They just serve different types of wine. You can see in here there are different uh, travelers, some gruff folks, some well-worn folks, some that look like yourself, so you fit in a little bit more. You see some half-elves and some people from... Um, uh, Navarre uh, here on their way doing whatever trade uh, so it's kind of a focal point and you guys waltz in and Brenros you this is the first time you don't feel completely uh, out of sorts because you can see there are some other people armed for their guard duties or what have you on the road 
Um, three, three people tugging on a sash that they don't even like anymore. Like, yeah. Very, very small thing for me, but kind of important for, for me just to visualize. Is the floor this kind of like heavy slush of like salt and mud and earth? Yeah, and you can see that they've dug up uh, earth and like regular earth and they pour it on here to make it look kind of nice, but then that just gets trudged around and more white starts appearing as the day goes on. Okay. But yeah, out in the, on the tent area, there's just white everywhere. You know there's going to be a lot of uh, armor and shield and sword maintenance tonight. Um, this is just not a long-term place for, for your weapons and gear. Lose an AC a month. <laughs> okay. Uh, the tent, is there like an opening um, in the, you know, quote-unquote ceiling of it anywhere? And like, you know, the center post or anything like that? Sure. Okay, because that's where Yathane has kind of perched herself and she's, you know, not not visible, but kind of close by and making sure that, you know, she can fit through that that okay. hole in a in a in in a pinch ready to drop down. Got it. Um, all right. What do you guys want to do or say or what have you? Uh so Xander will work his way in, uh, looking for any information that he was given about this place to uh locate uh Doris. He he will he'll do the the customary greeting as he goes and and uh, start talking to what looks like the host or the patron. Yeah, uh, there is yeah. a um, a Thavian guy with the slightly uh, reddish skin who's uh, got looks like a bad back and kind of hunkered over, and he uh, says, "Oh, welcome, welcome. Uh, wh- what would you like? The good stuff or the regular stuff?" Well, thank you so much for offering. I would like to uh, make sure that you are doing as well as possible while you're, you're in very here. loud. We I'm like s- it a little quiet. I will bring it down as much as I can. Oh, <laughs> um, damage. <laughs> sonic damage. Uh, we'll go ahead and take a, a glass each. Yeah, yeah, a glass each of we your We don't best. have glasses, we have cups. I apologize, I will be happy. Silo cups. Silo, the, the red ones? Those are, everything I'll write is your red. name on it. <laughs> this is the best place I've ever had. I've never had a name with my cup on it. Order for Gruck. <laughs> Car crash. Um. Yes, so we will each have one of your finest, and I would just like to uh, ask around a little bit, do you own this place? It's beautiful. Thank you. You understand the finest we have comes at the price of a silver cup. Wow. Wow. Uh, is it- Non-negotiable. It, it is It is absolutely worth a silver cup. Is that what you're telling me? He pours the wine and you can see some weird clumpy stuff fall out. Yes. That's gotta be bonus. Okay. Uh, I will pay for everybody in my party right here. Just these- You people. hear some, yo! From the rest <laughs> of the people in the tent. <laughs> what a douche. What a douche. <laughs> Uh, yeah. The people there, by the way, Xander, you just made a little salty. <laughs> <laughs> Is that possible to make them even more salty? Uh, he pours you some gloppy drinks and slides the cups over and takes the three silver. Fantastic. Uh, I also was looking for, if he happens to be here, uh, a fine gentleman named Dereese. 
Uh, he looks around. Doris is not here. Oh, I'm sorry. I forgot <laughs> to pay for the other drinks that I'm about to buy. Here's a here's a gold piece oh, for you. Just takes, for you. Wow, he takes the gold and is stunned. Uh, with the not so subtle sash beret and now gold flashed uh Brenrose, you see there is a large uh sword at his side p-stringed fellow who has taken a keen interest in xanner uh, and is scooting out from his table and is trying to nonchalantly get a little closer to the action at the uh, main serving table uh Brenros will politely intervene by just shuffling over just a bit to get a little bit in between there. All right. He walks up to you and says, get out of my way. I need to talk with this little man. Uh, Any conversations for the little man will go through me. What do you, you need? You don't get it. I know you and you're a guard. Any guards come through me and I get a cut before you take off on any caravans. Why don't you have a seat and we can talk later? He uh, does a little, uh, I can't even do a little whistle. I am terrible. Uh, does, a <laughs> does a whistle and about five guys from his table all rise up. You see only one, the youngest of the group, uh, undo his peace string. And your big guy next to you says, you're new in town, so I'll, I'll hold off on the beating and give you a chance to step aside and make sure I get my cut. You! And he points at Xanner behind you, uh, Brenros. This one seems to think a cut belongs to him from you. How nice of him. Hang on just a second. What's your name? My name is Clave. What's yours? Clave, I'm I don't care. This is what's going to happen. You've got your little merchant trade stuff going on. And what happens is any guards, whether you bring them yourself or you take them, go through me and if you're gonna use this man you gotta pay me is that one a guard too pointing to the curious looking druid next to you (laughs) that's a chef no he works with berries and roots guard that's hilarious i want to tell you something real quick what's your name again glaive Clave. Clave, that is a mean name. You are a fierce individual here. I will tell you that. You're probably the scariest looking guy in here, except for him, but you smell better. (laughs) Here's what I'd like to do for you. I would like to make sure that you understand exactly what's going on right now, because you seem a little lost. One, I- He grabs you by the throat and lifts you up off the ground. (laughs) Okay. allow that. Yeah, that's, uh... <laughs> you are you are in fact very strong. This is great. You you're strong, but you're not Darice, and I'm only here to speak with Darice. If you can't let me go in three seconds, you're really really gonna hurt. Uh, Brenrose, you see, hold on, Xander. Brenrose, you also <laughs> wanted to react. 
I'm waiting for the three count. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of right. curious now. <laughs> Two. <laughs> one. Hold on, says a new voice then. Uh, yeah, a new voice calls out. A lady calls out. Uh, one of these travelers just says, oh, hold on. And she walks over and uh, steps over to you, Xanner, steps under the arm of Clave and gets between you and him looking at you, Xanner, and then says, yeah, and turns around and says, uh, Clave, no, uh, this, this, is a, this is a good one. Uh, I know this guy. Uh, here. And she hands over a few silver to him and says, uh, buy some drinks for your, for your boys. Don't cause any trouble. It's, it's too late in the day. And he glares and drops you, Xanner. And Sildren winks back. at the guy who had um, undone his peace string. All right. um, just like gives him a little wink, like, okay, you know, I see you. He looks a little nervous when you do that and tries to like attach it without <laughs> anyone else noticing. Kuros <laughs> puts down the non peace string chair. <laughs> uh, he steps back and does the uh, watch yourself big finger pointing at Xanner, but uh, Clave walks away and sits back down at his table, waving for some more drinks to be dropped. Brought. Hey, Xanner. Yeah, yeah, this, it's fine. Stop it, writing and pay attention. I'm talking to you. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay. I'm okay. Thank you. By the way, I didn't catch your name. I am Xanner. She's, uh, yeah, whatever that one is. I'm Ivara. <laughs> so I, I recognize you. Uh, I, I, I saw, I saw you once. You, you were part of that, uh, that, uh, that band of soldiers who came to Bottom Hill. Yes. Yes, I, I was. I was there. I was be I was I was taken captive uh, by those terrible slavers. I was there when you came in, and I remember you. And I remember there was a dwarf, and there was like a, there was a goblin. Uh, there was um, I think uh, an archer, and then all chaos broke loose. I didn't see much of any at all, except for the one who really stuck in my mind. And it was your priest, Kyle, I think was his name. And he boldly called out for us to attack and to engage. And we were able to fight back and we never saw you again in the chaos. You all disappeared and I never had a chance to thank you. And here you are. So this is my thanks. Well, I appreciate it so much, and you are so welcome. I hope that you are better off here than you were being a slave up in Bottom Hill. Yeah, well, I'm back on the road making a living and not building some stupid tower or digging out a stupid hole in the ground. That was terrible. It was the worst, right? To totally, completely. Let me buy you a drink. And she uh, brings you guys over and uh, regales you with some tales of how she was captured by the slaver. Here's some stories. She doesn't recognize you two, though, Sildren and Renros, because you guys weren't there right. um, uh, at Bottom Hill. Um, but she just talks about her time there and how she was able to, um, again, with the... Uh, 
I think it was a pretty darn high leadership diplomacy role by Killian that inspired everyone, all the slaves yeah. to take action. Uh, she said we, she fought back. She took command of them enough to get the battle won and get people enough supplies and get people the hell out of there. Um, and it's good hearing some, uh, some positive results from some of your work in the past. Absolutely. Killian, uh, Killian was a great man. He was, he was a very, very solid part of our troop and our team. And, and I'm now with some other fantastic adventures and travelers. And we've come farther than I've ever been from uh, Bottom Hill or Edlin home in search of a quest for uh, Sir Knight here, Sir Brenrose. It's, uh, I'm so excited. She's interrupted as the uh, quote unquote bartender comes over and delivers another round of drinks and says, the, the man you were asking for, Doris, I, I, I know just where he's at, good sir. And he um, pats at his uh, pouch and smiles at you because he's very grateful for the extreme tip you gave him and his, and his economy. Uh, you can you can find him uh, in his uh, tent uh, down in at the mud tents. He's got the larger one there. Thank you very kindly, and yes. thank you again for the drinks. It's been a pleasure to be here. Glaive is a little scary. Yeah, yeah, he's 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 nice once you get to know him. I'll try you look that. over, he's still just glaring across the tent. <laughs> and he's like three <laughs> feet away. <laughs> uh, you guys have some drinks. She uh, chats you up. Uh, you don't go into too much detail about what you're doing here, but she wishes you well and says uh, she expects to be in Navarre uh, later on this month and hopes she might run into you. You mentioned you're in Mirskan. She says hopefully she'll see you there. Uh, you tell her to meet 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 you uh, at the foamy trumpet in Mirskan, and uh, <laughs> super great, great place. We're super fa- popular there. And uh, what's your plan? Um, after the drinks go, I would say we make a <laughs> uh, not hasty getaway, but but clean exit from the room without making uh, fervent eye contact, children, and and or staring anyone else down, giving them a chance to follow us. Okay. You guys leave and extricate yourself, and no one follows. For one, I'm very grateful for your silvered tongue. Well done, Xander. Well done. I don't think that could have gone any better. I did worry a bit. I was going to zap that guy! That would have been really in trouble! Man, he would have hurt! Let's keep the the zapping comments. Just paid (laughs) him as well. I'm sure! Yeah! Let's be diplomatic about it. We don't have to use magic all the time, children. Yeah. <laughs> well, again, we need to keep a low profile if we can. Absolutely. So if we can buy ourselves out of yeah, if we can buy ourselves out of trouble, then that might be the thing to do here until we're able to be at our full strength with everyone. Sounds good to me. To the mud tents. Let's go zap him! All right. You guys find an area after asking around of the mud tents. You go there. That's one of the lowest sections on this plateau, if, and it tends to if gather I may, some sorry to water. Yes. Uh, you had made mention that uh, uh, Brynros had noticed the stone structures that were temple-based. As we're making our way through town, uh, just watching kind of the comings and going, not on any particular one, but just seeing how often they're frequented and any kind of activities that might be going on. 
Yeah, Sildren's passingly interested in in them as well. Uh, Make a perception roll, the two of you. Of course you have percent. <laughs> there we go. A 21 for me. 17. All right. Uh, Brenrose, you are able to spot not a lot of activity. You believe most of these temples are uh, open air temples with no roofs. Uh, some just have three walls constructed that way intentionally. Uh, they look some uh, old, maybe some repurposed. You see there is normally just a single uh, holy figure, a priest of some sort just sitting in there. Uh, there might be anywhere from zero to two people that are uh, visiting uh, a particular temple, but there's not a lot of activity at all. And again, nothing that can be discerned as to a particular uh, deity. Uh, none that you know, but you can see there are images of, say, two crows together. There's an image of a big spider. There's an image of a hand that looks like it's a fist uh, holding a bag. Uh, there's different symbols. They all mean things. There's uh, cloth that's draped down that might flutter in the wind of maybe yellow here and orange here. So there, there is uh, each each one is its own thing for sure. Okay. But you don't know what these are. All right. Uh, you guys are at this tent and um, Xander's there and he's just awkwardly standing there and he's trying to knock. He's looking for a bell. To, he tries to knock. He doesn't. <laughs> Wait, do I just yell? Do I just nod? I, I don't. I can't just part the curtain. He can have that pants on. I don't know what. What do I do? There, there, there should be some structure there. Uh, finding some purchase on maybe the outside of the door and giving it a good wrap. Renrose pulls the tent <laughs> hole. <laughs> it just comes up. Who doesn't pin these down? Renrose, <laughs> uh, you are tumbling in the way. Yeah, you knock with a gauntleted hand, gauntleted, gauntleted hand <laughs> atop some frame, and uh, you hear a woman say. Yes, yes, hold on. And the flap opens up and there is a thin 25-year-old lady who looks uh, barely dressed as though you caught her just lounging around in the lazy afternoon. Um, and uh, Sildren, make a perception roll. Alrighty. Much better, 31. With a 31, nice. you can see about her lips and smell in the air. She is bright lotusing this afternoon for sure. Hey, girl. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like to party. <laughs> she, she says, uh, well, I, I don't know you. This one doesn't look like a Doris to me. You want Doris? Yes. He's not, he's not here. Where is Doris? He's he he went on another job. He's always coming and going. I I don't pay for any debt he owes. No debts owed here. We're actually here to help him with the job. Did he bring a cup home? Does he have like a uh, like a golden chalice here? Uh, hold on, let me look. She closes the flap. You hear things getting moved and shifted around, and then she opens the flap back up. There's no golden cups. Uh, he had something uh, something that was important on, on his last job. 
and then he then he uh, went to the temple and uh, said there was another assignment. You remember which temple he was at? Yeah, it's the spider one. Temple of the Spider. And I haven't seen him in uh, a week. A week. You don't look like you're from around here. Uh, not- with that, not answering that question, he <laughs> hands to Silver <laughs> Thank you for your time. Oh, that was easy. <laughs> and she takes the coins and watches confused, confusedly as you walk away. I'm very curious what is going on now. She was uh, partaking of the bright lotus. Oh, that explains it. Yeah. Thought I smelled something. So the temple of the spider. Is that, is that familiar? Do we know that one? Yes. I know it, but I've seen the symbol. A lot of these are temples uh, pointing out these stone structures. Uh, and uh, this one in particular over there has the spider emblem upon it. That would Runros, make a, sorry to interrupt, make a uh, religion roll. Make a 30 religion roll or higher. Can do it, buddy. This is extremely rare information in you. Oh, 25. Do I? Do I? Do I? It's a 12 for your roll. Your odds are, are really low to get that hero point. Don't tell me about odds. <laughs> Don't Never tell, tell me about the odds. odds. <laughs> uh, Go for it. I Save it concur (laughs) he's spending the hero point i've got a devil on one shoulder and an angel on the other here we go religion who's the devil who's the angel i'll tell you later yeah 13 better you got plus one six 26 uh all right uh you don't uh have any information that continues on yep all right so the uh emblem of the spider it's not much to go on but it is solid enough for me. Well, let us go pay our respects. All right. And do you want me to uh, do the talking? It's an interesting course. I don't know. <laughs> I like Sildren's <laughs> face is just kind of like, <laughs> I do But it will be important to find Doris, and we seem to be hot on his trail. So, for and now. Remember, little friend. Incognito. Jaunty hat. All right. You guys uh, are pointed the way by Brenrose towards the temple on the outside of town on this ring of stone structures. This is the one that has a painted symbol of a spider on it. You approach, you can see there are three doors, a large one with some pillars just outside and two side doors. Those two side doors, uh, and there's no roof on this thing at all. And the two side doors are completely, a doorways, sorry, all three of these are doorways. The two doorways are completely covered in thick spider webs, uh, unnaturally thick, the not normal spider webs, um, very strandish. The middle section though is uh, 
clean and you're able to walk in. There's no one here at all except for a single priest who is draped in some simple cheap uh, robe and he's got a, uh, a brown spider tattoo on his cheek and he's got a little bit of a shawl that's crocheted in like a little web work type thing around his shoulder. He's uh, uh, reading some scroll uh, and he rolls it up and you can see there are some uh, maybe four or five spiders about the size of a basketball that are on the ground that kind of skitter as you guys enter and they skitter out of the way almost like a a little bundle of frightened kittens and they disappear around corners. And he looks up from the scroll and uh, rolls it up and says, Hello. Good day. Good day. And I am looking for someone and I didn't mean to interrupt your devotion. Uh, I'm, I'm happy to have you here in the temple of the spider. How can I help? I'm looking for someone goes by the name of Doris. I know of Doris. Would you help me find him? I I I can tell you he uh, has been spending some time with Incray, uh, a, a woman who has uh, been doing a lot of work uh, outside of town. That's uh, when I spoke to him last, she had asked for him again in particular. She was very keen on some sort of uh, magical uh, tankard or cup. And he was uh, very excited to deliver it. He delivers uh, unusual goods. I'm assuming that's how you know him? Yes, that is how we know of him. Uh, Giving a sideways glance to Xanar. Where outside of town can we find this Encray? I I don't know, nor would I recommend you try to find her. She has, she's gotten a little, a little dark, even for my tastes, uh, the last week or two. She's, she's been a, a follower of from time to time, but she's she's gotten a, a bit intense, and. I recommended she find her her center and find her purpose before she returns back again, as her language is much too strong for such a holy place. This is one of the reasons we're trying to help them. We believe that the cup or the or the the goblet that he may have grabbed for her that you just described is cursed, and it's putting everyone in grave danger. We need to find it from them and and see if we can help destroy it or remove the curse. And that would bring her center back. Ooh, make a diplomacy roll, either one of you. Oh, no, I'm going to go with this one. You're going to go with this one? Natural 20 for a total of 38. Holy crap. Here's another challenge. (laughs) We're just going to let Xanner yeah, basically just, run the show from here on out with like, he keeps getting natural 20s to our like twos and fours. 
Let's just be a lesson to all would-be gamers out there. Diplomacy is not a small thing. <laughs> <laughs> he says, you you speak to my heart. Uh, I fear I will lose her if she does not find her center. Uh, I, I would recommend you uh, find her, tell her to come back. Perhaps I was a bit harsh. Uh, I, I know she has dealt with the uh, flesh dealer in town, uh, Sorichi. Uh, that's where she was last headed for her uh, for her work that she had in mind. I would I would speak with him. He tells you where in town to find such a guy. He's just by the uh, that uh, caravan cabling system I mentioned earlier. And what is a flesh dealer? He deals with uh, the 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 people that that work hard out on the lake. The people that construct what needs to be built. The honest people. You, you might call them the salt of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What, what an asshole! You've been hanging on to that for hours. Oh god! <laughs> the kid just came to me. Oh man. Sorry. Is this, yeah, are we also going to run into the pun of he met his lot in life or something like that? <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. All right. Thank you so much with your help. We hope and that we can save her. What is your name, good sir? I am Priest Tassilius. And I am. you are always most welcome. We have our weekly spider ceremony starting tomorrow <laughs> if you are still in town. Wouldn't uh, miss it for the world. What is the... Uh, so, Brunros is affiliated with Celine. This is clearly an offshoot of some belief. What is the uh, founding principle for tithing or giving of coin to show support, but not for the religion itself. Uh, you <laughs> don't know. You failed your religion role. You don't know on this. Then he gets nothing. <laughs> okay. He pays the price. Got it. <clears throat> uh, Xander he got the pleasure of talking to Xanner, so, yeah. Hey, and uh, yeah, with, with Xanner riding off of his high diplomacy, uh, Xanner will go ahead and ask, like, it, how do we uh, provide tribute for you and for your help? Uh, you come tomorrow, lay upon this stone slab, and let the spiders cleanse you. That sounds... Oh, Xander. <laughs> Xander's like, did I roll a natural one? <laughs> it's, uh, mm, okay. Ah, uh, thank and you. He, and he approaches you with extended fingers and just says, cleansing, <laughs> cleansing. Cleansing, I get it, I got it. Ah, the cleansing. Uh, uh, great, great to meet you. This this is, <laughs> this was totally out of character. Don't do this, please, for the love of God. <laughs> but it would be hilarious if you changed it into a spider. <laughs> What's funny is uh, Sildren has a spell right now called Spider Climb, and it like creates these oh, black, got a sticky, yeah. yeah. And then Sir Bremros, of course, can just turn around and accidentally go squish. Oh, <laughs> so sorry. Oh, sorry. Natural twenty, natural. <laughs> you guys head out. Um, yeah. What's next? 
uh, heading towards uh, Sarichi in search for Ankray. All right, yeah. uh, you head to the flesh dealer's place. It is a bunk house. That's the most stable structure you've seen, uh, made of some still ramshackle wooden walls. It looked like it'd fall over if a stiff breeze came by. Uh, but inside are a bunch of bunks for workers. And there is a bored looking sweaty guy with no shirt on who is uh, outside and he sees you coming and you've got your nice little sash on and he recognizes that as someone who's got a little bit of cash so he stands up snaps and out comes a uh, young guy with uh, no shirt on and a little headband to keep the sweat off who's got some big muscles who kind of stands nearby the door looking uh, looking healthy and strong and your guy here Sarichi says uh, uh, it's it's a, it's early evening and I'm good to good to see you and to you, it's it's a pleasure to, to, to see you and meet you all. We were sent over from uh, the priest of the Temple of the Spider. We understand that you know a, a young lady named Ankray. Uh, I wouldn't call her uh, young, but uh, yes, I do. Uh, she sends you my way. She's told you about my good workers. In fact, we've heard a lot about your good workers, that, that you are the flesh dealer of all of the hardest workers on Sarvid. Is that correct? I'm, I'm the one. She's, and she's almost bled me dry. But I do have this one here. He can carry a heavy load. He doesn't talk much. As a matter of fact, I don't think you've said anything, have you? Good. And uh, he is yours for 10 gold. I really appreciate that. And thank you so much for the offer. Your prices are actually exceptionally uh, low, uh, but this is not what we're here for. Uh, you can can work with him at, at another time. At this point, we're actually just trying to f locate Ankray. She is no longer where she was and we need to see her. Uh, I'm not sure how that helps me offload this guy. Oh, I'm sorry. No, it's not to not to offload him. But let me uh, let me work with you in this case. How about you go ahead and keep him for the next merchant, but just take two gold for now to hang on to him in case we need him later. Can we do that? I can be arranged. Yes. All right. While we're uh, uh, going if over, I may this interrupt. Uh, putting a hand on Xanner and leaning down to whisper on him, uh, whisper to him rather, uh, this would be slavery, would it not? Yes, if we bought him. We're instead doing- <laughs> This is layaway slavery. <laughs> layaway slavery. <laughs> it's hey, called layaway. Not buy it. Slayaway. Slave <laughs> away. I could not condone this. You would have to convince me. I don't see giving this man any money to support his endeavors helps anyone. So let me, uh, th this is a great point, Sir Burns, and Xander just kind of pulls him aside real quick. And, and just, just, a, just <laughs> another sidebar. I, 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 sidebar. sidebar. So um, I understand completely where you're coming from. What do you believe that young man who hasn't been speaking would do if he weren't a slave? What would he do? Are you saying it's his destiny to be a slave? Not at all. This no, I, 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 I'm, I'm actually all his race. If you think about it, <laughs> no, no. My, no. <laughs> my offer is not that that he is supposed to stay here or that he's he's destined to do this. But if we have an option for him, that would be a better life. 
which could be virtually anything than being a slave, then I think we should find a way to provide that for him. But if anything that we provide is not better than what he currently has, it's a hard life, but he's fed. He's well, he's he's in this Freedom house. He has cover. better than slavery, regardless. Blame goes to the hands that would enslave more people. So if I pay the guy the coins and don't take the slave, that's bad. But if I coin in his hand, no, 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 we're almost done talking here. So do you suggest that we end the slavery? And Brenrose, Sir Brenrose, does the chalice. Peace strings coming off, folks. Yeah. Does the need for us to acquire the chalice outweigh the imperative to f- free this person at the moment? Fair point. Some evils cannot always be dealt with. And perhaps we swing back by and slit his throat later. <laughs> Oh, hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> Almost done. Just another. <laughs> I will bide my time. But no, I don't agree with it. I remember or how we met. We met by you killing that last slaver. This is clearly important to you. Well, hopefully the voice is down. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> I don't disagree with you. You're not wrong. But I do want to make sure that we we do with one thing at a time. Renrose uh, walks uh, a little bit down where we came from and stands guard further away. Okay. Xander's a little bit more conflicted where he was kind of goal-oriented before. Now he has to deal with morals again. Uh, and we'll go back and uh, kind of approach uh, uh, Sarichi. And uh, as he's walking back, Sildren, do what must be done for us to accomplish our goal. We can deal with these matters in another way at another time. Okay. Yeah, you thought it was just going to be easy. You're tossing your natural 20s. Sarichi, <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much again for your time. I, uh, I need to double check with you on something. First... I owe you two gold. We spoke about this. Is that yeah. right? Yes. Yes. Let's do this. How about you hang on to one gold for me right now? Uh, what happened to two? You're going to get it, but I need your help with something. Uh... I'm not here for your for your boy, though as strong though he looks. I'm here to see on Cray. I need to see on Cray. We came a very long ways for this, and I think you can help me get to her. I'm going to give you one more gold now for the information for where on Cray is. And then we can come back and we'll negotiate t- getting this guy off your hands. Let's do this. I'll do eight gold. You'll get this strapping young lad. And I'll give you all the information you need about Incray. And you might be able to get some of her workers from her because she's she's got my best. I certainly understand that. And workers are not something I'm in strong need of. As you Excellent. can see. Eight gold, so seven more. It's actually just one gold I'm holding right now. That's yours that you've got. And uh, with just two gold, 
you can just Where's tell me where slave? I crave. Where's the slave? Here's the slave. All right. <laughs> I'm going to give you a total of three gold. You get to keep your slave and the three gold when you get to me to where Ankre's information is. I think that's the best deal we could possibly work out. You're not losing anything. You're gaining a lot of money and I get the information that I need. I don't think this needs to be too hard. Make a diplomacy roll, Xanner. Add plus one. 28. 28. This guy is a skilled trader, but he's not that skilled and says, you've got yourself a deal. Yes. All right. He, you give him a total of three gold. Uh, a sad young man lowers his head and goes back into the hot bunkhouse. And he, uh, Sarichi says, uh, so Incre, you're looking for her. She's got some sort of operation going at the uh, City of Thrones. It's in the hills to the west. And he digs in the salt uh, with a stick and draws a crude map. Um, it's just a couple of hours uh, riding through the hills. You have to make sure you stay clear of the cliff here and you've gone too far. And then you can find the city there. Um, I, I, she, she took me out last week uh, with 38 workers herself. It's, uh, you should be easily able to follow the tracks. Sounds excellent. You, sir, I'm sure we are going to see you again very soon. Good. I hope so. Good business. And you, thank you. Xander turns. Yeah. So just like, see you soon. Uh, Xander will, he used his iPhone to take a picture of the map on the ground, I think. And then <laughs> no magic, magic. Uh, yeah. So, uh, it explains where the map is and, uh, let's, let's get the horses and go find our chalice. Okay. You guys grab all nine of your horses and head off West for a couple hours ride. Um, do we just want to grab three of them? You're, you know, better than I am. You're the horse guy. Let's just take the three. One each for now. Okay. You guys mount up on your horses, leave the rest behind at the stable, and head out west, and let's take our break there. We'll be back in just a little bit. Greetings, friends. It's your roguishly handsome elven hunter Idrisil here. Looking for more quests outside our regular adventures? Join us on patreon.com slash ingloriousbards. Gain access to character creations, after show chats, leveling up shows, even downloadable maps and character sheets that you can play along with the heroes. Go to patreon.com slash ingloriousbards today. All right, you are heading out west on your horses and making your way out of the town of Sarvid down the little uh, dirt ramp into the very low, uh, salty, um, I, I use the word lake too generously. It's just a very wide, long, extremely shallow pool, if you will, and head out west. Following the directions uh, that were given to Xanner, you uh, ride out across these dusty hills. You enter very soon a different environment that is less cracked earth and more sand. You find yourself um, running 
uh, riding past very few shrubs and now it's dunes that you are riding through and the horses are trudging their way along these dunes leaving behind them those uh, pits of footsteps behind and sometimes they struggle but they get up the dune there's a rough road you can see more of markers stone little markers that make a path heading in this direction that you don't think many people take you can see there's some old marks where there's some slight stone that used to be a road that you can barely even follow uh, but you just see it from time to time you do see there's some wagon paths that are down there and you make your way west for several hours looking for this uh, city of thrones uh, you haven't heard of this place. You have heard of the town of Sarvid and can't imagine the economical differences between such places. And as you approach, you see why. As the City of Thrones is exactly where Xanar is shown. And it is a uh, town of ruins that is buried by sand. You see the tops of spires that are 40, 50 feet tall, and you're just seeing the last five feet sticking out of sand as you're on this orange, uh, endless dunes as far as you can see. You see another spire off in the distance, um, and you're just riding on top of a buried city. There's a, the sand dune drops a bit, and now you can see there is a tent that's uh, perched with a fire going um, uh, over a, on top of the roof of, say, a third-story building that you can just barely see the top of. Just a couple inches are exposed in sand, and someone set up a tent there uh, with a fire. And you can see some other sporadic um, uh, buildings uh, just jutting out. Uh, farther away, like, like three or four buildings away, you can see there's some scaffolding uh, and uh, wagons set up, and uh, it's everything's very scattered and very quiet, and just a breeze with sand coming by um, is the only motion and sense of life here at all. Uh, so the tents that we see, we don't see anyone at them? They're just set up there? Correct. Uh, no, you do see uh, there are some people at the tents. There's a tents. Uh, yes, there are people there. And keep in mind, I doubt Incray is going to be very interested in returning this chalice to us. She seems to have already been corrupted by it. So be prepared. Well, let's uh, see what can be done here. Where would you like to head? Probably to the closest run of tents. Okay, uh, you you head over to this flattish structure that's the roof of an old building that they're using as the floor for to put their tents on. And you ride up, you see there are two people that are just lounging around in some makeshift chairs and they look uh, just hot and sweaty as you ride up. And one of them just nods as you approach. Excuse me, and giving the customary greetings, or the other way. Would <clears throat> uh, you happen to know where we could find a Doris? In Cray. In, in Cray. Oh, in Cray. Cray. <laughs> I assume Doris might be here, but in uh, Cray. He, uh, the guy standing next to you says, uh, he nods further on and says, uh, uh, she's at the, at the crevasse. 
start fighting in that direction. All right. Oh, I have questions. What's the crevasse? <laughs> and you, you head off too late. The crevasse is a monster, legendary level. Blah blah blah. All right. Uh, you head off and ride and uh, continue on some dunes past some old buildings again. As we're going, is there any any building tent uh, structure that appears nicer than the others? Um, something that would maybe indicate that it belongs to Incray. I you keep you keep your eyes open. You don't see any other tents other than the ones you just walked past. There's just another place where there's scaffolding and wagons. You pass another place that uh, has some uh, barrels that have been uh, put outside but haven't gathered a lot of uh, sand, so you know they haven't been here too long. Uh, and you keep making your way in the direction he nodded. Xanner, um, if you can maybe subtly detect magic. Perhaps we can find this chalice without ever having to speak to Incray if sh- if it's around. Xander is going to do just that. Uh, just want to make sure at the way that he's doing it. Yep. Uh, so Xander's going to start detecting magic and seeing what he can find. All right, there is these buildings. You imagine beneath you are plenty of buildings, but they are buried under feet and feet and feet and feet of sand. And you're just seeing the tops of the highest part of this old city. So there's nothing around you for a while. And you might kind of angle towards the top of something and uh, you will maybe do some detect magic there, but then there's nothing for another while. You just keep writing Uh, just little spots, uh, pinnacles of buildings, um, and you carry on. You ride west until you come to three uh, towers, uh, really just the tops again that stick out, and they have uh, doorways with balconies, and the balconies have been uh, smashed down so you can get into the doorway, and you can see there are a lot of wagons outside these three towers. There are some people coming and going, loading stuff into wagons. They look similar to that young man slave that you were uh, just negotiating with a few hours earlier earlier back in Sarvid. You can see just beyond is a huge cliff face crevasse. You ride kind of close in that direction with Xanner doing detect magic and you can see the sand uh, descends and uh, heads towards this crevasse and you don't get too close, but you can look down and see there's a span and it's a wide span maybe. 100, 130 feet wide of this big crevasse, like a giant cut, uh, almost like a giant lightning bolt, just cut through this entire area and cracked open the stone. And you can see smooth uh, rock uh, on the far side, and it's pockmarked with holes uh, like a a volcanic area where the, the rock has been worn away, Swiss cheese type of environment that you can see. And these rock holes uh, have uh, workers down in them. So they're 130 feet away and then maybe they're 30 feet down. You can see them walking and there's space beyond those holes. And you can see occasionally a balcony uh, where the city has existed and been cut, maybe a lower part, underground part of the city that is now exposed by this crevasse and they are on there. Uh, You can see that this crevasse starts not too far away and 
uh, rises up a bit uh, on a hill to your right, and it is a smooth floor, almost a glassy floor. Uh, it's a little uh, bumpy, but it's uh, it just goes down and down and down. And uh, you can, as you uh, look down, you can see there's a bunch, a ton of workers, uh, at least 30, 40, 50 workers that are shoveling tons of sand. There are carts that are being unloaded, dumped down into this uh, this this glassy path, if you will, and the sand falls 30, 40, 50 feet, hits it, and just starts rolling down and rolling, down, and it just keeps going as far as you can see, this giant long uh, crevasse. Workers are shoveling sand in. There's a whole lot of commotion and activity. It's relatively quiet, though. You don't hear uh, a lot of orders being barked and a lot of commotion or some sort of uh, uh, foreman yelling or screaming and make perception rolls the lot of you we are 21 for Brenners. 20 for xanner and 29 for so all right Sildren, the perceptive one, you can hear some strange chanting, uh, a monotonous drone, dronish chanting, and can see several, at least a dozen or more figures, probably two dozen figures, dressed in purplish robes. Uh, with hoods over that are just slowly trudging through. You can see them again far away, lower down. Uh, they are within this uh, network of caves and structures in this Swiss cheese uh, uh, rock underneath the sand. Uh, and you can just see them every so often walking past or another one over on this side. So again, you're on the near side with these three towers that have giant openings, which were essentially balconies before, but are now ground level openings. You can see workers going in and they start taking stairs down. You imagine beneath you is more structure and stuff. And then on the other side of this crevasse, 130 feet, are more uh, structure bits and then the Swiss cheese uh, sections in this rock. And you can still see people moving around. You can't imagine how many people are here right now. Uh, so watching the, the procession of the robed people and trying to hear, you know, kind of pick out their voices and... Uh, watching them are is there any way to tell if any of that like if there's a female amongst them kind of trying to find out if Incre is is maybe part of this group make a whole separate perception roll yeah 22 22 you see no you can't make them out at all they've got hoods on you can't make heads or tails out of anyone they're all different shapes and sizes um, and they're slow moving and they've got a different vibe than the workers the workers are busy silently shoveling tons of sand dropping rocks and then you just have this uh, group of people moving around uh, there doesn't seem to be much order to the robe folks um, but that you do 21 you do hear 22 you do hear a phrase uh, mentioned uh, within their chant. It appears to just be more of a drone uh, that's reassuring for whatever they're trying to do. But uh, some words em uh, emphasize or come out every now and again. And that is uh, the tasting of water, the tasting of the flesh. And it's just, you know, tasting water. 
that kind of drone that echoes through and then just the constant almost rain like sound of shovels and carts of sand falling down and then hitting this uh, glassy slope that just goes and goes and goes and goes and goes and goes. Uh, perhaps if we stow the horses at a safe place and head down into this crevasse. Is there a safe way to go down? Uh, I assume there is. Is there a safe way to get down into the crevasse? I mean, there's uh, like a slope. Right? Yeah, right now you're at the, uh, the the safest part of the sand. It's a bit of a ridge, and then it goes down maybe 20, 30 feet, and then you can see little bits of sand drifting off, and you're imagining uh, falling quite some distance down into the, the cut. Um, it does not look safe at all. So is, uh, there's no clear way on how people are getting down here? There's the walkways that are... Okay. The, the, the towers. Is the right, right, right. The towers. This seems to be the only way. Uh, we could try to search around up here for a little bit to see if we can find the chalice, but it would be probably assumed that it's going to be down in that crevasse somewhere, and those purple road figures are probably tied to it. The two we spoke to earlier, they seemed all too, uh, ready to point out where Encray was. Perhaps we can ask a little bit closer, get a better understanding of where exactly she is in this True. cacophony of madness. Sir Brandros, do you have any idea if the chalice would have any powers here? Do you think it would actually be connected to the hooded rope figures or is it just, is it just something that's bad? It's, it's not super powerful, right? <clears throat> the actual relic itself I'm not entirely familiar with, but I do know that those who drink of it uh, do succumb to the darker uh, side of themselves. It there, would have some magic to it. There is power to that that relic. The I mean, it was kept safe by the king and queen of, um, what, what is it, Navarre? Calavier. Calavier. Queen. Queen of Calavier. Um, I've been sent a vision from Keth in regard to this. It is not to be undervalued in its strength and, and magical power. It is definitely dangerous in the extreme, I would believe. And for okay. anyone to drink of it. That even compounds it more. Well, that sounds bad. Let's go get it. Uh, Xander will. Uh, so, well, I'll, I'll tell you what ideas. I'm not just gonna take off. Uh, if we stop our horses here and That's go to the, the towers, uh, I, I was gonna maybe see if I could find anything in the towers around them. I could detect magic around there, see if there's something there, and then if we can't find anything, maybe we'll go down while we find out where Ankre may be. We've relied a lot on you and would continue to do so. So if you think you can find it. I'm going to try. And if we can find it without confronting in Cray, so much the better. Find it, destroy it and be on our way before anybody's the wiser. Is that plan's going to work? 
<laughs> he can hear you. <laughs> no one knows I'm here. All right, so uh, uh, are we gonna dismount from the horses then, or just yeah, have to the towers? I imagine yeah, we have to to get inside. Well, we yeah, we'll put the horses in an out of the way place. Is okay. uh, such a thing exist? Uh, yeah. But close by so we can get up and be like because i just in case we're running for our lives at the um it would be good to be able to get out quickly okay. we'll go graze on the sand yeah <laughs> uh xander will head to the closest tower and uh again suddenly like before try to start detecting magic um all right you approach the tower again the balcony of this uh, very tall tower which is now ground level has been destroyed and kicked out of the way several of these slave workers walk past push their way they don't pay you much mind as you head in and make a stealth roll xanner for overall magic stealthy it's okay if you kind of fail just it's don't really want to fail 17 so not a, not a super great roll. Go with that. Yeah, I'll go with seventeen. Okay, you're dead. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> uh, all right, you, you know you're just doing some quiet. No, 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 no. And some people are uh, uh, might look in your direction, but they don't really care. It's just a little creepily quiet in here, and you're in the tower, but you detect no magic, and you can hear uh, footsteps trudging uh, up, and, uh, up and down, and can uh, again see at least five or six people coming up and down the stairs of this one tower alone. Okay, uh, but but like, how can I see how far down the stairs go? Like how how far this is? Yeah, it goes down six floors, and there's uh, at least stops at each floor. There's light, and the light is uh, provided by some occasional torches, and some by uh, magic continual uh, light as well. Ah, okay. Does so you do no detect one, a little bit of magic. Does no one pay any mind to our being there? Uh, no one pays you any mind. These slaves don't particularly care and are going about their business. I would tap the shoulder of one. All right. He stops. He's got uh, some uh, picks, and he stops and turns around and looks at you. Where is Encray? He says, uh, uh, across the span, across the span. And how do we get there? Uh, uh, down. And he scurries away. You get one question per. Down <laughs> <laughs> the next level. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's 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 as close as we're going to get to some quick information. I suggest we go down, and then across. Holy hell! <laughs> Children, nice job. Disregard that. <laughs> screwing around this dice. Uh, okay, so uh, we'll keep heading down. Xanner uh, leads the way. Uh, detecting magic as he goes. All right. Xanar, you detect uh, these magic lights from time to time, and then you isolate those out, and then you don't detect anything else. You guys go down a bit, and after a couple floors, you come into an open uh, gallery that has some uh, columns on uh, inside, but one wall is entirely missing, and that wall uh, opens up into the crevasse, so you have light, bright light spilling in from there. 
and you can see the 120 feet away the other side where there's more workers and more of those holes and action going on. You can see there's also some workers above you on your level that are shoveling off uh, sand. So every so often there's just golden sand that just rains down almost like a little curtain uh, beyond this wall. Uh, you look around and can see there's some small little corridors in this old place and uh, that head into different directions and can see a span, a bridge of stone that uh, crosses the crevasse of a, a kind of back um, uh, the direction you came a bit and you start making your way there. Uh, as you do so, Sildren happens to be first and you run smack into a purple robed person and as soon as you run into them that person uh, almost hisses at you <sighs> and uh, steps back reaches forward and touches your arm and is going to burn your hand ah! make a fortitude save you just need a 22 okay um, fortitude save will be an 18. All right, oh, you no. take 10 points of evil damage as it burns you, and uh, this person says, uh, uh, address, your, address yourself, what are you doing here? Is this person alone? Uh, this person is alone. Mm. Would the burned one care to speak first? <laughs> we are here to see Incray on an uh, important matter, and this will not go unpunished. Wow. Added intimidation. Do you want to wiggle an eyebrow at us? <laughs> Make an intimidation roll plus one. All right. Do, 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 do. Uh, good, because I only have a plus one. Oh, great. That's all right. 19 total. Wow. 19. Not too uh, bad. This person says, no one disturbs Sincray. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> he is slapped uh, and then uh, holds out some hands and a uh, grayish energy wafts across all of you and all of you need to make fortitude saves as you are blasted with evil energy. Ah! I don't like the waft. Xander rolls a 25. 21. 31. What, what, did I, what did I say? It was a 22? I don't know. I'm going to say 21, I think. I'm going to say it was at least a 22. Uh, <laughs> Come on. Xander, you take eight points of damage. Ow! Sildren, you take 16. And Brenros, you take eight points of evil damage as he lashes out with this uh, dark evil magic and says, die, you must die. You are defiling this place. You will not drink. What would you like to do? I hope he says that in character. <laughs> what would you like to do? <laughs> <laughs> um. So it... Did she say die? She said die, right? You will die. You cannot drink. This part. Uh, what? That's what I heard. I heard her say you will die. Is that right? Uh. All right. All of you make fortitude saving throws as he casts again this black magic. 27. 19. Uh. So I'm gonna 
Yeah, you rolled a, a two for a total of 16. Are you going to hero point that? I'm, I'm keeping that. Yeah. All right. Xan, uh, you take nine points of evil damage. Sildren Brenros, you take full 19 points of evil damage as your skin burns and starts to almost look like it, it's uh, aging or dry and just painful and you wince back. That does it! Xander uh, grabs his staff and points it out and casts Acid Arrow. Okay. Brenros will charge in and uh, draw his weapon as well. All right. 24 is the attack. 20, 24 hits. What's your damage? Is that Brenros? You can make a sword strike as well. All right. 17 points of acid damage. There's a 35. Cool. All right. 17 points of acid damage burns and, and starts sizzling away uh, at this person uh, who's just howls. And is burning and squealing, and turns around to start casting again. And Sir Brenros lops off his head. Whoa! <laughs> nice. Uh, well, he was talking too much. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> is there a place where we can? Uh, Soldren immediately starts looking for a place to stow the body. Where out the middle be- of the open. Yeah, it would be kind of out of the way. Um, There are strange alcoves and nooks, and while there's been a lot of traffic, once there was any kind of disagreement or quote-unquote punishment, any slaves within a two-floor radius quickly found themselves elsewhere. Uh, So, yes, you find a strange gallery. There's a bunch of urns, and you're able to drag the body there. There's a big bloody trail that you can't quite get rid of, but yes. Uh, Can I press the digitation it away? It'll take some time. There's quite a bit of. <laughs> there is also a bit quite of a bit of sand. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just kick cover it up with some sand. Just kick it around, sand dry it up. All right. No notice. You start doing some old, uh, some old sawdust trick from the uh, Civil War days. <laughs> I will also cast upon myself. Um, I'm going to use my staff of healing probably multiple times here because um, I'm. I am like I have forty-five hit points of damage. So let's see. Uh, I can assist you as well. <laughs> Twelve. Okay. Well, assist away, my friend. Lay uh, so on of hands. Every ten minutes, I can heal twenty-four points of damage. So twenty-four and twelve is thirty-six. Thirty-six, forty. So I have nine. Okay, I'm good. I'm I'm down to nine hit points of damage. Is everybody else okay? How we doing? I got hit Guys, for seventeen. I'm a little singy. Why the sudden concern for our health? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I have gaseous form and I can get out of here, but I'm pretty sure. I'm, yeah, I'm the lodestone. I go down and then that's uh, about it. Okay, so... Xander's at 75% of his health. Okay, so staff of healing for Following you, Xander. Um, that's going to be... 10 more points of damage healed, and then my final staff of healing spell will be um, 15. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Xander's up to four. Okay, perfect. Cheers. Right. And uh, (laughs) the purple robe, how bloody and damaged is the purple robe? Uh, It's It's pretty bad. Okay. You can put some sand on it. (laughs) (laughs) There's no hood. (laughs) 
It's a two-piece. Oh, yeah, I'm just gonna put the hood over it. No, um, all right, we'll 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 leave that alone. So um, Xander's immediately thinking, what would Iggy do? And uh, wants to check for any rings uh, or pockets or see if there's any uh, items or anything on the purple robe other than the robe itself. Loot the body. <laughs> uh, yes, you can see there is a uh, medallion. It's a small circular medallion that was around the neck, so it's very easy to remove. Uh, and it's a circular medallion, but inside is the shape of a spider. Uh, Xander will grab it. All right, looks like it's uh, goldenish and worth some coins for sure. Okay. Let's continue on. It seemed... Did the other slaves, do they have a similar mark at all? No. Identifying them or anything like that? No. I mean, we're dressed very differently than the other slaves, I assume. I was wondering, it's true, he did acknowledge you, and but he didn't second-guess that uh, action to, to hurt you. Well, it uh, the damage I sensed, it was of an evil nature, so I would not expect them to be particularly reserved in their uh, doling out of punishments. Always listen to the druid. (laughs) All right, you guys carry on. You work your way through some corridors and can see your corridor ends in a uh, span of stone that has been constructed uh, uh, relatively recently, you think, in the last uh, few months. Uh, that spans this crevasse. Again, the sand is uh, being shoveled and poured down on either side of it uh, by 30, 40 workers that are on the on either side of this crevasse. This span goes across and heads to the other side, uh, which again is dotted and pockmarked with some windows or openings. You can see it's actually heading into a, a cutaway damaged section of a uh, longish tower, the base of which as you and that you're making your way two you make sure there's no sand being poured on you guys or burnmouse has a shield and as you guys walk across you can see some markings in this tower of a star being pierced by a sword from mm-hmm. above as you walk in seems to be a reoccurring theme we keep running into this symbol the star scorginar never never does it seem to lead to any good Old symbol, but every time we see it, there seems to be undead everywhere all the time. But no one dead here. Not yet, anyway. Yet. Thus, let us proceed. (laughs) Uh, You guys proceed. You head into this... Uh, lower section, you can sense magic, Xanner, uh, that you cannot identify. You are within 30 feet of magic. Uh, you can also see there is a pool of water. It is bluish water that is uh, on this floor, and there are two purple robed people kneeling over it and sh- uh, just shoveling the water into their mouth and face with their hands just repeatedly. Um, um, real quick, because I am detecting magic and I'm a little bit higher up, can I know what type of school the magic is from? Uh, yes. Uh, you can. That is your new ability. You detect the school as being from necromancy. Oh, 
You guys, that's necromancy magic. It gives me the heebie-jeebies. So looking in, the two purple robe figures have not noticed us yet. They've not noticed you. You can see there is some strange cryptic writing carved into uh, the wall here. And just beyond that uh, are some wide stairs that head up further in this tower. There's also two different side passages that lead further on into the uh, quote unquote city to other areas as well. And is there a source of this water somewhere? That we can tell? You look around and you can see there is a hole in the ceiling where there is rapid drips of this blue water into uh, this pool. How big is the hole? Uh, like, uh, no, 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 like six inches. Oh, so it's it's a small, like, singular yeah. drip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And is there a passageway in the like going through and then that goes back up there's stairs on the far side and there are uh, uh passages off two passages off that lead to other places within this underground and the stairs city. go up correct we the source of that water may be what we're seeking let's maybe dispatch these two on the quick or can we get to the stairs without alerting these guys do we think i don't know <clears throat> i'm willing to try <laughs> let's move very slowly get to the stairs and move up and if they two figures there so much as twitch we kill them what do you think of that plan. I'm okay with it. I, I was kind of wondering if I could plug the hole somehow, but I think that would draw attention to us. So mm-hmm. let's do your thing. Rose of the unlife. As long as they remain on this side of the living, I will not be as free with my blade. We'll do what's necessary. If we need to sneak past, then we'll sneak past. Well, let us try. And um, Sildren will lead the way stealthily towards these stairs. Okay. Uh, Everyone makes stealth rolls. We'll take the best two of the three. And... Like, you know, I don't know if I can prepare an action, but basically, uh, Sword and Shield is, I assume these guys are pretty close. What guy? Ooh. The purple guys? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brenros in heavy armor is clanking around happily. This natural one? Yeah. Oh, Zander screw this. <laughs> just charge the purple guys. <laughs> okay, just terrible rolls across the board. Natural one, a 16 and a 19. Uh, all right. So Sir Brynros is just, yeah, just loud as all heck. And uh, uh, you're clank. almost almost sarcastic in this. Oh, yeah, sure. I won't get there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you charge these guys. Is that right? Yeah, I think that's the only thing that we have left to do at this point. All right. What are you doing? Uh, sword in hand, I, uh, start stabbing. Stabbing with the rapier. Make three rapier attacks plus three. All right, fantastic. Bren Rose, you do anything? Are you watching the chaos? I'm watching the carnage. I can't, I, I won't 
start from behind. Jesus. That's not what I hear. <laughs> uh, you said plus three, so it's going to be a 19, a 25, and a 20. Uh, all right, you get two hits. Your all first right. swing, oddly enough, the most surprised one, <laughs> misses. <laughs> you look in his eyes as he turns around and hesitate. So I'm going to do a massive five points of damage. Five points. What? That's uncomfortable. Uh, you stabbed twice. Uh, you turned behind you and sees uh, uh, Brenrose is doing nothing. Xanar, are you watching as well? Nope. Burning hands. Uh, all right. Let's say that happened first for Sildren's sake. Yeah. Let's please say that. <laughs> see, I was thinking the same thing. I was like, just let me, let me get him. I hope the blue water's not. Uh, so yeah. So uh, they. They they are they have their backs turned to me, but I will grant them a reflex save because I'm fancy. Uh, they will f- automatically fail. Fantastic! By total surprise. Ooh. Twenty points of flame damage. All right. Uh, so what that means is, Sildren, you <clears throat> twice stabbed an already dead guy. Is what he happened. had it coming. He had it coming. <laughs> you burned he these he guys <laughs> alive. One of them just died. He's barely hanging in there. He's just got a little, but he's got like five hit points left. When Sildren comes up, he stabs him once. The guy's still on fire and says, "If only there was a pool of liquid nearby to extinguish." <laughs> and then he stabbed again. Uh, and dies. Is there an alcove where we can stow these bodies? Uh, you start looking around. There's a pool. Yeah, I mean, like, like tossing them in the pool, is that... I mean, that could bring them back. We don't know what that pool does. Yeah, that's true. What do you want to do? Brenrose, you do see something of interest. You see on the wall next to you that you were walking past, getting to the stairs, you see a uh, strange script carved into the wall that you cannot recognize. You then see the chaos of your friends and shake your head. You look back at the wall, and the script has taken form and looks to uh, be of the old old Bizerin language. Um, and, uh, but I, I can't recall if you know that one or not, but you're able to recognize uh, the language itself. Isn't Xander? Xander is, does. Xander speaks it and can read it. It's a language I understand. <laughs> okay. Uh, you do see that. The words start to take shape magically and it says the following. It says, Scoriel passage number one. Bring yourself down this path we leave behind for those of noble spirit, and this path we hide from those with dark intentions. The fallen hero Scordrenar cannot be allowed to return, or he will lay waste to everything he sees. Only close adherence to these steps will prevent the destruction of Varen. He was stopped once before, and if you are seeking out these words, then you must stop him once again. <laughs> Your final trek begins at his resting place, the grand city that looks out over the Bay of Five Sins. That is the message that you see, and I'm going to paste that into the chat window for you players so you don't have to type that in. Oh, man! That's the name Scorginar again! Oh, you read this too. Yeah, well, yeah, this is... 
we, I, it, there's a long story behind all this, but we encountered a big fight at the end of Tabernary. There was a guy, Scorchardard, there was a, a, a coffin that was brought out and, and something was resurrected. He disappeared and vanished. Then we found the Tower of Scorio, with the, which has the same symbol, by the way, the star with the heart. And that's where we found the, a lot of the undead the first time, but we didn't think that anyone would come back. We were... We were looking for for Radith, and it's it's a lot going on. I, I, I don't have time for this. This is this is bad. Where's the bad? Do we have time for this? <laughs> All right, message has been pasted. Uh, that's what you see. And what were you doing with the bodies? Hiding them. Where? Anywhere. Uh, you wedge them into a corner. Did you, uh, did you there... want to try putting in the pool, or is that bad? The seems bad. Well, Necromancy you, magic. You have benefit of magic, and if you're talking about stuff coming back, if we dump it in the pool, then I'm not going to bother with that. So it's all your fault we're not using the pool. <laughs> okay, we're not using the pool. So, is this pool deep? Is it flowing water? Is there, You know, the, never mind. The pool idea is just such a horrible idea to stuff okay. them in. Um, Are there... So, Catacombs or little, um, uh, yeah, I guess it'd be catacomb, little, you know, those little uh, arched ways where they place the dead kind of thing. Uh, there are those side passages I mentioned, are the, and then the stairs are the three uh, exits out. There are no other uh, alcoves that you see here. Quickly glance down the side passages. You uh, see two slaves who see you about 50 feet away who then scurry out of view. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ha, oh, ha, oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah, put it there. Right there's good. Yeah. Yeah, I guess find the most out of the way place we can to stuff them and then I guess go up the stairs. Start posing them. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, you they know. can seem like they killed each other. Right. Me, uh, you know, I, I'm trying to see. I've got prestigitation. I was trying to see if there's anything I have that could, like, disguise them a bit. But I really don't have any special illusion-y, disguise -y stuff. The only no. thing that seems to disguise them are these robes, and Brynros will quickly slash and cut the robes away from both of them. Okay. You uh, disrobe them, and... Uh, oh, I also check for necklaces, rings, and or golden pockets. They also have the same uh, medallion with the spider, uh, golden spider. I will collect both of those. Iggy would like one. Chicks may want one too. Chicks uh, dig spiders. Ill-gotten Ill gains. I won't bother with these. All right. Uh, you make your way up the stairs. Uh, P-string still on? Oh, no. <laughs> that's that's what made him like, he's like stupid P-string. I'm just trying to be stealthy. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you make your way up the stairs and uh, climb up, trying to be stealthy again. Is that the vibe? Yeah. As stealthy as possible. Yes. Okay. Um, you guys, uh, if you want to do that, Xander, you will be minus two if you're also trying to detect magic with your new, new, new at the same time. Ooh, I'm still going to do it. Okay. Because I, I, I got to do it. No, 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 no. Ooh, right. shoot. That's uh, only a total of three for, for 15 brings it down to 13 for my stealth. Are we making rolls? Uh, no, not yet. That doesn't count. You're oh, shit. For now. 
Uh, you guys climb up these wide stairs. Uh, your feet uh, are, uh, uh, make a, a scratching sound with all the sand. Uh, you make your way up a floor. You make your way up a second floor. And here you see another exposed wall uh, that opens up into the crevasse. There's more sand that's just flowing, almost like a river. Uh, you can see there are um, uh, barrels here and storage. Uh, it looks like this was being used as storage for some purpose and then uh, uh, pushed aside and repurposed. And there are no slaves of any kind here. Uh, you think you're alone, except Xanner uh, keeps whispering that he is sensing magic, that necromancy magic still. And you can see there's a couple ch uh, widest chambers uh, that you have opened up to on this upper floor of this tower, which is still underground, which is still underneath tons of sand, uh, but you're in the upper floor of it. Uh, and you can see that there is, are a couple pools of this uh, blue uh, liquid uh, that gives off, almost emanates a bluish light. You can hear a, ah, make perception rolls, all of you guys. Okay. okay. Oh, natural one for Xander. Focusing on the magic. 29 for Brimrose. Woo. Uh, 25 for Sildren. All right. Uh, Sir Brenrose, you can hear a distant sound of a woman, and she is chanting a mantra, a different one than you've heard before. Uh, she says, the web still spins, but the new master calls. The web still spins, but the new master calls. And you can see through some rubble uh, and across these different two different wide chambers, uh, there's some lights that are oil lamps that are flickering, and and you can see a woman who is uh, holding on to a chalice, a chalice you last saw in the halls of your queen's chamber that has uh, now been used for much more terrible purposes. This woman is dipping the chalice into a pool and uh, not just drinking from it, but pouring it down her open mouth. It splashes down and this blue liquid splashes down, but you can also see permanent black of some change to her mouth. Uh, she's dressed in strange, shredded, tattered clothes um, with, uh, you can, yeah, you can also see uh, that she has uh, finer clothes of dress and stuff just crumpled into a corner as she's doing some sort of ceremony. Uh, more impressively in size next to her is a big hulking undead corpse, some sort of uh, ogreish loom thing that's standing over her almost in a um, watching her is she doing it right uh, kind of vibe right over her that's what you see Sildren you see none of that or hear none of that you see much closer in view a shape moving of a spider a large spider when some sort of guard and watching this area and it starts to shuffle a bit Zare you see none of this because you failed and I need all of you to make your stealth rolls as you approach to see if this spider has noticed you. Oh, God. Xanner rolled a four for a total of 16. Okay. Um, 
Well, actually, I accidentally rolled Yoth and A, fortunately, yeah, roll yours. Roll yours. Um, because that would have been a natural one. So well, Yoth and A was identified by the spider immediately. <laughs> um, 32. And 18. Uh, Brenros, what did you get? 18. 18. All right. <clears throat> uh, yeah, I assume Yoth and A is on my shoulder at this point. So. Sure. Uh, being very quiet. Uh, you guys uh, creep in, you see the spider start to move, and then it settles back down again. And it is just maybe 40 feet away amongst some broken, damaged stone rubble that's collapsed from some of the side walls or ceiling. And it's just waiting on the other side. Another 50, 60 feet, though, is this other chamber where you can just see this woman uh, with the chalice and this zombie. Uh, there's some side chamber down to the to the south that has more blue water, uh, and you're not sure where that goes. And life is strong in this one. Peering out and over an undead creature. Quite strong. Ogresh. I don't know if you can see him from back there. I have seen him now, yes. How do you want to proceed, Brester Benros? You know my mind on this. The cup must be destroyed. But I have to deal with that beast. Such a creature cannot be allowed to walk around. Pretty sure he doesn't like fire, so I can help you with that. Uh, what? Uh, what is the purpose of this room? Does it appear to be? Uh, you are not sure its original purpose at all. Right now, it is storing a pool, uh, a kind of a oval pool of this uh, blue liquid. You can see more of the blue liquid uh, to the south in a rectangular chamber that splits off, uh, maybe running parallel to what you're at. And then there's another pool of liquid that she's a similar pool on her side. How far away is Incray and the uh, undead creature? Uh, 10, 20, 30, about 90, 100 feet. I look at Xanner. Um, do we want to do this in concert? Well, Spider here is going to give us a bit of trouble, too. I look at this. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, I have an idea. What about the same trick we pulled with the river drakes? We could wall them off and separate them with a wall of fire. I was thinking a fireball, some searing light to start the combat out. Yeah, that too. That's great. And then the wall of fire. And I have a wall of thorns that I can bring up as well. Wait, at least I think I do. Hold on. And how big is this room? Yes, wall of thorns. <clears throat> How big is your room? You are essentially in a shoo, 10, 20, like a 60 by 60 square. Uh, there's a, another 60 foot diameter circular room carved next to it, and then a duplicate square on the other side. Um, so it's like a square, circle, square, and then there's a, a parallel running uh, passage underneath to the south. It is important that the cup be destroyed. 
And if you have to leave me behind to do so, you do it. Do you both understand me? I. I don't think that's going to happen. Sword and uh, approaches the spider to okay. uh, begin his attack. And I think Xander and I, well, at least I'm preparing an action, um, which will be searing light um, as soon as the um, undead creature or on Cray notice what's happening. Xander will, uh, on account of three, two, three, cast fireball at the uh, at the zombie and Ancre. All right, uh, chat's mentioning I'm sounding crackly. Let me switch to yeah, a lower you quality are. mic here. Hold you on. Are. Let's do, um, this may sound less quality, but more consistent. Yeah, you're okay. here. Yeah. Let's go for that. All right, um, great. So you've got this situation. <laughs> Oh, this, good God. This uh, battle map is just viewable to us. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, it's not viewable to uh, on video. Unfortunately, our fantasy grounds is uh, having some challenges. Um, putting you guys, essentially, we've got three chambers, a uh, square connected to a circle, connected to a square with some parallel uh, um, running chambers with blue water. Uh, in between them is a lot of difficult terrain that is rubble. There is a spider maybe about 40 feet away under some chunks of rubble, and this is a big spider. Um, and uh, then to the far, maybe 80 feet is this big hulking zombie, and then 90, 100 feet away is Incray. Uh, to get started, uh, if, if Xander can go first, he's going to cast Freedom of Movement on Sildren. Okay. Brand new level four spell, Freedom of Movement. Sweet. Uh, I, so, uh, Sildren, you repel effects that would hinder or slow your movement. While under the spell effects, you will ignore effects that would give you a circumstance penalty to your speed. And, if, and when you attempt to escape an effect that uh, has you immobilized, grabbed, or restrained, you automatically succeed unless the effect is magical and of a higher level uh, than level four, which is what the spell is. Copy. Burned. I notice these uh, side passages here, are they very tiny or are they just indicative of a pathway? Uh, they are not tiny. They are 15 feet uh, wide and about 60 feet long. Okay. Uh, you guys can cast all you want. They are oblivious to you. Great. So uh, when everyone's ready and, and uh, okay, uh, I've got plenty of, plenty of distance and plenty of room. When you guys say go, Xander will cast fireball. Uh, yep. Uh, so let's do this in unison. Um, Fireball and Searing Light, I believe, come out at the same time as Brenrose, it sounds like, is approaching the spider. Yep. <laughs> uh, Brenrose, you can make a charge and it would take a move, move to through this difficult terrain. Uh, no, I'm afraid it would take a move, move. No, you can get close. You can creep closer. So it can take a move, move for you to get there and then you have one action to attack or you can risk blowing everything by making a stealth roll and get very close so you won't, so you can get an extra action in on your first round. What do you want to do? Uh, I think for this type of combat... Uh, checking my... 
Oh, actually, you know what I'm going to do? Since I have the freedom of movement, I'm going to cast um, Spider Climb on Sir Brenros. Um, so... <laughs> we just, like, we'll just stand, stand in a line and we just keep tapping each other's shoulders. Uh, <laughs> you, you. Um, so, Sir Benrose, there are tiny clinging hairs that sprout out of your hands and feet. What they do is they offer purchase on nearly any surface. You gain a climbing speed equal to your speed. Um, so you can now climb on walls, the ceiling, you can do some like weird, freaky horror, horror movie type shit, um, in order to get somewhere. just stands there in a panic. The priest warned me this would happen. (laughs) 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 Why did I step on that spider? Uh, does that affect my mobility over this terrain? Uh, it doesn't affect the mobility of the rubble, but you could literally walk to the side wall, walk up the side wall, and then walk onto the ceiling, and then walk over the uh, terrain on the ceiling. That is true. Upside down. Upside down. Very weird. You can, drop, you can drop very spider-like on the spider. It depends. What do you want to do? From, from 60 feet high? Uh, that's interesting. No, the spider has to be dealt with, so I will approach this spider. I will go alongside the wall, as you had mentioned, uh, to get to a more clear area. Is that possible? Sure. And, this, and the ceiling's only of uh, 10, 15 feet high. Oh, 10, 15. Yeah. Yeah, 60 uh, feet across. Then I will go over where the spider is and drop yeah! down. All right, so you're upside down charging the spider. Okay, yep. Sildren, who are you casting <laughs> Searing Light at? I'm going to cast it at the zombie, actually. All right. Why am I spinning? You're upside down. Right. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. Okay. All right, uh, Sildren, you might want to move to a position with some better line of sight. All right, go ahead and Ca- cast Searing Light. It's an attack spell, I believe. Yep. All right, the big zombie, go for it. Searing Light, blast out! And I'm going to use a hero point because I rolled a three. Try that again. First roll of the combat. Much better. A total of 30 to hit. A total of 30. You blast him hard and hits. What's the damage? Well, it's uh, since he's undead, it's double damage. So he will take a total of uh, 30 points of damage Ooh, from that. Nice. Burning light hits the zombie. It just makes this weird gasp. <sighs> and turns around uh, trying to figure out what happened. Oh my God, that cost me my voice. And uh, <laughs> uh, you have uh, one more action, I believe, still, Sildren. Um, yes, I do. And all my action was spent uh, charging the spider, but I We're didn't... not there yet. We're just doing oh, okay. Sildren first. Never mind. Quickly, Sildren, what do you want to do? Um, Sildren's action. done. Sildren is done. Uh, Next up is Xanner. Xanner, you were launching a fireball at home. Fireball! He does have a save. Yeah. Who, who are you attacking? Oh, I am. A, so it's a 20-foot burst. Can I get Ancre and the zombie in that burst? You sure can. That's my goal. All right. Uh, reflex save. The zombie is not known for this. Total of 20. Not enough. Uh, and I'm going to do on Cray minus two as she was kind of caught by surprise. With a minus two, she gets a 26. Oh, she still, she does get, take only half, which means that she will take 11 points of flame damage. Right. And the zombie takes 22 of flame damage. Okay. 
Uh, wow, the zombies lit up again. Fire smoldering over it. Big fireball goes off. Xander, you still have one action as you unleash chaos. Uh, Xander will uh, put on a shield. Oh, no. You know what? Xander's going to start moving forward. He will take a full move action to move a little bit forward. Okay. Um, and next uh, is Brenros. Brenros, you do a single move on the ceiling to reach the creature. You're right over the spider. You get to attack. Uh, you get a plus two, catching it by surprise. You get two actions. All right, plus two. First attack. Swinging upside down. What you got? Coming. Oh, it was there. Uh, you, uh, plus two, 24. 24. The spider anticipates you coming, but can't dodge out, dodge out of the way. You do connect. Nice. That is 13 points of damage. 13. Uh, and you had one more action left. One more will be a second attack. I'm not used to inverted shielding, so... <laughs> Twenty-six. Twenty-six is another hit. It is fourteen points of damage. Fourteen, got it. Nice. There um, you go. All right. So now I'm going to give them all a chance to act. Uh, so essentially, you got one turn of you guys beating them all in initiative. Once they're done acting, yep. then we'll go into normal initiative. Uh, so first up is the spider. The spider sees you and immediately uh, squirts out some sticky web in your direction, Brenrose. Okay. Um, you're against your armor class. It is a 22 to hit. Uh, it will not make contact. All right. It splatters against the ceiling and misses you. And this is a big, tall, lanky spider. Uh, it then tries to bite you with a 18 to hit. No, will not gain purchase. God darn. And then a nine to hit. It just cannot reach you. It can't figure out what's going on. Uh, and it is confused. Its prey is normally underneath it. Uh <laughs> The zombie Hulk, where is he at? Let's check his move. He's got a decent move speed. Um, let's see, uh, that's his catch. He's got a normal move speed, but he only gets two actions around. That's how we zombify the slow guy. Oh. Uh, and he is in cross difficult terrain. So he uh, moves and moves and can't even get towards the spider yet and he's well away still from Zildren, uh, Sildren and Xanner. Um, uh, he's in the middle central circular room. And then last up is Incray who looks around startled uh, fire that's just erupted around her. Uh, she uh, um, tosses the chalice callously across the ground and with her hands <laughs> Uh, starts uh, lashing out. Let me double check. Uh, no, that saved in there. Uh, starts lashing out with magic uh, as little sharp blades lash out from her hands off like a, a serrated little metal bits go flying across uh, at um, all three of you. Ah! Uh, for Sir Brenrose, 31 to hit. Xanner 21 and Sildren 32 to hit. Yeah, Miss on Xanner. Uh, Brenros, I assume you were hit. 
Uh, I was hit, yes. Not All right. Uh, Brenro, 16 points of uh, uh, slashing and evil. And Sildren, the same thing, but 22 points of damage as you are just almost like this flechette shotgun is blasted into you. Uh, and you hold up your arm and, and shards uh, slice into you. And uh, she says, uh, I will not fail my master. And it is a new round. Sildren, you're up. Okay, Sildren will, um, so how far away am I from the zombie Hulk? Uh, you are 55 feet. 55 feet. Um, I will move forward to, oh God, I really don't want to move forward on this guy. Um, <laughs> uh, I suppose I will. I'm going to move forward uh, to get to 30 feet. And you move with ease, right? Because of the freedom of movement spell, stepping around this tough rubble without any trouble. Correct. Um, and then I will cast... Um, uh, hold on. Um, actually, I'm going to cast a Wall of Thorns. Um, no, I'm not going to do that. Sorry. Uh, I will cast Disrupt Undead on him. It's a classic. Yep. Uh, and he needs to make a fortitude saving throw. Okay. Uh, you blast him with another uh, beam. Of, what was the quick look description of this again? Uh, Lance target with energy. Um, basically, he's just lanced with po uh, positive energy. Uh, all right, looks like we've lost Xander here briefly. Stand by. Uh, we'll keep going. Our cameras might look a little bit off. And uh, this was a fortitude saving throw? Yep. Uh, he got a total of 22. That will not succeed, so he's going to take 2d6 plus 4 points of damage. Uh, he will take a total of 15 points of, dam of positive damage. Wasn't it doubled against Undead? Um, well, else? it's already disrupt undead. It was a searing light. Oh, okay, that, that yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, this is this is this is just a cantrip. All right. Uh, you blast a chunk of meat off of him, uh, but he is absolutely still standing. And, and you then have... one action left, which I will use to control Yathane. She is going to fly in and make her attack on him this round. Uh, she is attacking with Jaws of Steel with a natural one. Oh, oh no! He gets a free meaty swing at Yothane. No! Uh, with a 30 to hit. That will hit. Yothane is bludgeoned for 23 points of violent zombie damage. Uh, okay. Brenros. Not happy. Uh, given the proximity of uh, our, our big guy here, uh, Renros will skitter <laughs> uh, ever so slightly vertically coming down to where he's adjacent to the big guy. To the zombie? To the zombie. All right, yeah, you can head over to a column and then slide down, and you are now right side up on the ground uh, next to the zombie. The zombie, by the way, is picking up the big, meaty, a long shank that got blast disrupted by Sildren and has ripped off that section of meat and bone from itself and is using it as a club on you the next time it gets to hack. Uh, but you get to go first. You have two actions left. The attack will come from behind with a slash. Is a 35 to hit. That is a critical hit. Get him! 
Apparently, it's a dog in the battlefield. <laughs> it's a dog in the battlefield. Uh, let's see. That is 26 points of damage. 26? Actually, cor- no, that's correct. 26 points of 26. damage. 26. Nice! And then I am raising my shield. As your last action? As my last action. All right. Next to you, though, is the spider, uh, and it uh, attacks you, Brenros, but your shield will work here as to, against anyone. 34 to hit, though. A 34 will make contact. Finally getting its prey right side up, it <laughs> uh, strikes you for nine points of piercing damage. Nine points of piercing. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. totally wrong. I said nine. I meant to say 17. Don't know why I did that. Don't know That's why rude. I did that. Uh, more importantly, it hits you with a spider venom. Make a fortitude saving throw. All right. Let me take the damage first. The 17 points of damage has a little bit of trouble getting through my armor, so it is reduced by 3 to 14. Why is that? Uh, oh, because, because of your of heavy experience. Yes. Armor. All right. Uh, so that'll be. That. Oh, you, can't and you use your shield too? I can, but it's already pierced through. Um, and I'm rolling what now? Fortitude. Fortitude, Fortitude versus the poison. A natural twenty. Wow. You are safe versus this poison, and the next rule, any poison, you can also automatically pass, which, by the way, it is attacking. Ugh. Uh, you get a free strike on it as it rolls a natural one. Oh. It rears up to give you this big, brutal blow, and you are able to get a stab, a free stab. Go for it. It is a 21. Uh, 21 has got to be a miss. You miss your opportunity. It bites down, but you're able to block the bite. It is done. The zombie Hulk is also right there against you, Brenros. It takes one swipe at you with its attack known as Hunk of Meat. That is 28 (laughs) points of damage. 28 will 28 points of damage. I'm sorry, 28 to hit. 28 to hit. 28 to hit will not succeed. What? I just rolled damage. <laughs> what do you mean it didn't hit? I have a 30 armor class. Oh, Jesus. my God. Boy, level 7 treated you well. 30 armor class. Uh, all right, let's just take 10 off now? of that. Just for my, <laughs> Let's just take 10 off of that for my benefit. Holy moly. All right, its second and last action is it is not happy with the searing light and it charges at Sildren. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, oh, but it, no, don't like that. But it can't get close enough and it's done. Sweet. Um, and then Incray is next. She moves uh, south out the bottom passage and disappears out of view. The chalice is still on the ground? Uh, in the room she left. Okay. Uh, done, done, done. And next up, uh, last this round is Xanner. Xanner will cast Elemental Movements, which is, uh, sorry, Elemental Motion, which means that he is going to take two balls of fire in his hands, throw them right down to the sides and lift himself up and fly across the ground. Okay. And I'm going to fly as fast as possible towards the chalice, around the zombie, under the spider, over the woods, past grandma's house, 
elemental motion. Um, that is uh, two actions to cast, so you would only get one action of movement. Correct. It lasts one uh, round, so you, you get to move your move speed. What's your move speed? Uh, my move speed is 25. 25. All right, you were able to fly over this rubble without too much trouble and are staying uh, fairly cl uh, clear of the zombie and spider for now. Correct. Um, and you're good. Uh, it is a new round. Sildren, you got a zombie closing in on you. Yeah. Uh, I am going to move uh, north 35 feet. Uh, so, well, I just so I'm 30 feet away from this guy. And then I will cast um, Disrupt Undead again. So he needs to make a Fortitude saving throw. Okay. Or disrupt undead. He's trying to resist. He's pretty pretty hardy. Thirty. Uh, Thirty. He will succeed, so he takes no damage. But we're not done yet because Yathane is uh, flying in uh, talons, beaks. Uh, you know, uh, striking out. Dun, 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 dun. So she will attack. And that will be a 25 to hit from her. It is a hit as she claws and bites away. And she will do 11 points of damage okay. to him. Um, nice. Um, now, when does she get her multiple attacks? Because she has like attacks two, two and three. When is she able to utilize them? Um, you are able to, as with the action, you can, I believe, do two actions right. with her by spending one. Okay. You can have her do an attack attack. Which, if I'm not mistaken, Disrupt Undead, and for whatever reason, how many actions it is, isn't showing up. Is Disrupt Undead a single or two actions? Um, almost. Because normally it shows me, but for whatever reason, I'm not seeing that in most of the lists. Yeah, my, my actions aren't showing up either. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Let's just assume it's a normal two for now. Okay. Um, pretty sure it's two. All right. Uh, next, 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 next is Renros. Renros, in creepy, horrific style, chitters up what he came down on. Okay. Moves across the ceiling and makes his attack on the creature, the Which, zombie. The zombie. So you're closing in on the zombie. Right. From overhead. From overhead. overhead. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to take a minus one because you're very disorienting uh, doing this, but you get to do plus three damage if you hit. All right. So minus one with plus three damage. Making an attack. So the second it's action up. is a 27 to hit. Is a hit. Nice. 12 points, no, uh, plus 15. 15 points of damage. 15? Um, another brutal slice. You slice into his neck, and a third of the connection and tendons are severed, but his head is still there. That was 15, right? 15. Uh, you have one more action left. Uh, I'm bracing for a meaty pinata-style beating, so I will <laughs> raise my shield. <laughs> so you're lowering your shield between... Okay, I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> Uh, the spider leaps up and chases after you, also hanging upside down from the ceiling, and you whip around with your shield, Brynros, as the spider attacks you. It bites at you with a 27 to hit. 
That will not make contact. Son of a gun. A 23 <laughs> to hit? That will not make contact. The spider cannot get through this impenetrable dude. And a 15 to hit as it splays web at you that goes nowhere. Uh, wow. The zombie Hulk a, uh, charges uh, north and takes a quick swipe at Xanner flying by ah! uh, with its hunk of its own meat with a 33 to hit. Ow, that hits! That's uh, critical, actually. Critically hits Xanner. Is that uh, within 15 feet of me? Yes. Then I will engage my block and retributive strike as well. Okay, that is 23rd, that is Oh, wow. That is 43 points of bludgeoning zam- damage to Xanner. Jeez! 20, 30. I, I, I block nine of that for you. <laughs> I'm doing my best. He's trying. That was 43? 43 minus nine from the retributive strike that the, Brenros does. 34 damage, bringing Xanner um, to half. Uh, unfortunately, you don't get the strike. It's too far outside to strike, um, Brenros. Even with uh, my ranged reprisal. Yeah, he's at 15 feet, and reprisal gives up to 10 feet. Damn it! I yep. thought I was close enough. You're okay. almost, almost. Almost. Uh, the zombie only gets two actions. He's done, uh, but we're not quite done with the bad guys this turn, as Incray uh, makes an appearance. She reappears behind the group where you I knew it. were. She comes out from the sneaky side corridors, and let's see, she does a spell similar to what that uh, purple guy did with uh, grayish, harmful, burning magic hitting everyone in the area that is an enemy. You guys need to make fortitude saving throws. Oh, gosh. Yeah. 25 for Xanner. 27 for Sildren. That's a pass and a pass. A natural 20 for Wow. No damage whatsoever. Uh, the other two of you take 10 points of evil damage. And the uh, zombie Hulk is healed at 21 points of damage by Damn her it. spell. Oh, that's the worst. Then interesting. <laughs> uh, she is done and just cackles. <laughs> And Xanner. All right, Xanner will uh, change his plans just a little bit. Uh, so, can depending on where the zombie is, and I'm, I'm looking at the map, can Xanner line up, fly around behind the zombie to put a line between the zombie and the in uh, Ancre? Yes. Lightning bolt. You zip around, flying through the air, and then turn around and lightning bolt the two of them. They're making reflex saves, correct? Correct. All right. The zombie is not the quickest and gets a natural 20. Critically succeeds. He moves like they do. And (laughs) Incre, wow, critically succeeded. Incray, her reflex save is a natural 20 as well. Are Your you, lightning bolt does nothing to Are you anyone. kidding me? Ah! Wow. I'm going to say the zombie just stood there and took it straight in the chest and just absorbed all of it. Wow. Dang it. Holy I am nowhere close to the chalice and they're still alive. Okay, that's my turn. 
Sildren. <laughs> uh, how many hit points do you have left, Sander? Ah, uh, not many. Twenty-seven. Okay. Um. <laughs> so. Xanner, you smell a nice spring breeze and some freshness crops up around you. Um, everything seems uh, right and well in the world as you are healed for... Uh, it's 19 plus 32. Um, all of your hit points. Let's Everything. That's, I'm 100% oh, healed. Oh, my God. Uh, that you was my level. Yeah, that was my level four. The dial goes so far around, it starts to do damage and it swings around to the other side. Uh, wow. so yeah, so that was my level four heal that I just That's cast on you. Thank yeah. you for that. <laughs> Take that, zombie. I know how you feel. You got an action left, Sylvan? Uh, yes, I do, and I'm going to use it to have Yathane move to um, uh, Incray and then attack her. Um, oh, he... one, thing, one thing to note also, don't forget that a heal has negative effect on undead. Right. Yeah. Just I gotcha. All right, uh, Yathane flies over and can attack uh, Incray. Ugh, 17 to hit. 17. She is able to easily dodge underneath that um, attack. And that would be everything. Brenros, you are upside down, toe-to-toe with an upside-down spider. Uh, I am moving around to the side to get to the giant zombie. All right, you start to move. By the way, you notice that your chalice is starting to roll towards the edge, and your father, Sean Connery, is reaching for it desperately. Uh, Let it go. <laughs> you uh, run across the top of the ceiling, and you are right behind the zombie. You are minus one to hit, but plus three damage. Minus one and plus three damage. Here we go with the slime. A 35. Is a critical hit on the zombie. Sorry, sorry, sorry. 34, if it matters. 34? That is still a critical hit. Still good. Okay. Tear it up! 12 plus 12, 27 oh, points of damage. 27 points of damage is, huh, 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 huh. Uh, yeah, you lop off its left arm at the shoulder with a big thud, which it then uses and picks up as a better club. Uh, with what? It, with what? <laughs> it's got another arm. It, one arm picks up the other arm. Wait a minute, didn't the other arm Wait, fall off? Yeah, the other arm. No, it took a, it was a big sh- uh, shank, but it was st- still good. It has arms. It's it got three arms. Everybody oh. calm down. Uh, Brenros, you still had another action left. Uh, that one is bracing with a shield, hoping Lots to get this creature's shield. attention. All right. Uh, the spider, uh, it's going to make a free attack right now against. Actually, no, it launches a web through the air at the flying gnome with a 31 to hit. That hits. Um, all right, you are dropped to the ground, Xanner, and immobilized within a sticky web. Uh, it then attacks Sir Brenros with a 24 to hit and a 15 to hit and cannot get through. Uh, it is just can't get through at all. Ah! 
The zombie Hulk, however, looks down at this pinned gnome and thumps you with its arm, uh, getting a plus two uh, for a total of 28 to hit you, Xanner. And it hits! Xanner's been smashed for 21 points of bludgeoning damage. Ow! Remove nine points of that. Okay. Oh, retributive strike. You and do get to finally strike against him. Close enough. That's all you care about. You don't care about normal <laughs> attacks. Just a retributive strike. And honestly, this is the first time I've done this versus undead, which I think is going to sting. Get him! Making an attack is a. Th- 34 to hit. Is a critical hit. Oh, yeah! And he gets bonus damage versus undead with this. Is that per hit? Yes. All right. 15 plus 28 total, adding 8 points of damage, 36 points of damage. Go! Yeah! Holy moly. It only had 34 remaining, Uh, and you slay the zombie Hulk, uh, just lopping off its head. It keeps swinging at Xanner. You lop off that arm. It tries to stomp. You try and cut off a foot, and finally you just just slice this thing into bite-sized pieces. Wow. As he goes down from the retributive slight, you bring us back to the unlife with you. Um, Nice. Nice uh, job, that, Brennus! That wasn't even your turn. That was the zombie's <laughs> turn. Incray uh, gets to go. She doesn't like the looks of what just happened. An upside-down paladin who just beheaded <laughs> <laughs> and destroyed the across walls. That's that awesome. The greatest man. thing. The greatest thing. I love it. She this goes ahead and quickly lashes out with more serrated barbs at the three of you guys uh, with Sildren, 32 to hit. Yeah, I hit. Danner, 31 to hit. Ow, that hits! And Rose, 32 to hit. That will hit as well. All right, all of you guys have been hit uh, for 20 to Sildren. Uh, 16 to Xanner and 20 <laughs> to Brenro. Just, it's like a frag grenade just went off in these ruins. Uh, you guys are frag, peppered. What kind of damage is it? Uh, this is uh, slashing. Xanner. Xanner's a couple of ideas, but the one that he likes the most because he's now tied down by a web is to utter the, the incantation Watch the black aura come out of his hands, start gluing together. It starts sticking and seeping up his body and arms, and Xanner grows and turns into a giant spider. Okay. <laughs> and Xanner spider is returned. So uh, as the spider, it, 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 I, I think I've got, I don't, it doesn't say here, I, I've got uh, climbing speed, I've got different things, but I'm probably still immobilized, is that you right? You are still immobilized. You can try to escape um, uh, by making an athletics roll of 22 or higher. Okay, so I've got a plus 13 with my uh, spider form. Oh, that's good. Rolling athletics. So that is... Uh, Hang on a second. So you can it, also do acrobatics if that helps. Oh, actually, acrobatics would be better. Okay, roll it. 
Yeah. Well, now with that roll, <laughs> so I, I rolled a three of the plus twelve. I'm gonna use the hero point because I want to get out. All right, so nine. There was a plus twelve. I guess it's a plus thirteen instead. So it's a twenty-two. Twenty-two is exactly what you needed and you're able to get out of, and you just hulk yourself out of the web. Uh, and I think you're done, right? I am. I am turning to make uh, all eight eyes eye contact with Incray as a giant Ooh. spider now. Cool. Um, Sildren, you are up. Yeah, Sildren is going to cast... Should get like an automatic intimidate. Heal on himself <laughs> and heal himself 38 points of damage. All right. And nice. then Yathane is going... And then I'm going to use my... Third action to control Yathane, and she will attack Incray twice. So attack one is going to be... Uh, where the hell is that? Uh, 23 to hit. And uh, attack two will be a 27 to hit. Okay. Nice! That's a better second attack. What was the first one again? 22? 23. 23. Uh, you missed the first one, but hit the second one. Uh, and Yathane will do 13 points of damage to Incray. Okay. And I'm healing myself 38. So I'm now only 14 points of wounded. Um, and that was my, that was my turn. Okay. Keeping her busy, at least. All right, um, Sir Remrose. How far away is uh, Incray from me? Um, 40 feet. 40 feet. All right. I need to focus my attention on this spider. So I will, uh, I'm close to the spider. I will slash, I'm cutting at its legs and it's attached to the ceiling, so. The other spider! <laughs> oh yeah, that's right, there are two now. They're coming out of the goddamn walls. All right, I'm making an attack. Am I still getting the minus one plus three? Yes. It's a 34 to hit. Yeah! It is a critical hit. Killing it! That is 12, that is 11, 23 plus, is it three and three? So 23 plus six, 29 points of damage. 29, and Sir Brenros slays the large Jeez. Holy moly. Just killing him. Um, um, yeah. I'm at my last action is actually to uh, run to I creepily run on the ceiling upside down to uh, Incray. Right. Uh, my free action. Uh, I will give her. I will give her an opportunity. I say to her, "The priest Teslas would have you back if you give up this wicked life." And I leave her at that with the end of my turn. She says, I serve a new master who will awaken. And she runs from you and runs out of this room. 
and is running towards the uh, one of the open gallery windows and runs towards the edge of it and leaps out and drops out of view. Sildred oh. <laughs> and Xander look stuck. Uh, uh, so should I go after her? Yeah, we're going after her. Sildren and Yathane are going out the window too. All right, Sildren and Yathane, you go racing towards this big, it's just the wall is just missing on this top section. You see about 40 feet down is all this rolling thick sand that's going down almost like a river that the slaves are pouring out and all of this. Uh, and uh, she hits, uh, seems to take a big hit, some damage, but then is just sliding down super fast down this, again, gl almost glass-like surface with all the sand pouring down it. And as Sildren just leaps with abandon out out the window, um, and as he goes, he's gonna, Sir Brenrose, destroy the challenge! And he uh, casts himself out the window with abandon. All right, uh, your freedom of movement is not freedom from gravity. Just making sure, <laughs> just making sure oh, we understand that. Please don't kill yourself. I, I'm fine, it's fine, don't worry. All right. We're good. Uh, you uh, throw yourself here. out. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot to memorize that spell. Uh, and as you fall, you hit the ground hard, but it is softened with this... Uh, feather fall. With this sand. Oh, you're casting a feather fall spell? Uh, yeah, directly before I hit, so I don't right. waste any time, um, you know, falling slowly. Um, okay. <laughs> you know... Uh, all right, make a nature roll. Don't roll a natural one, and you can pull that off. Why would you say that? Yeah, why would that's, you not, say that? that's not a natural curse or anything. No. Okay, oh, well, three, a total of 20. It's a little closer than you'd like, <laughs> but okay. And you feather fall at the last second, and you gently hit the uh, ground, and then whoosh, you're whisked away super fast, and you're essentially sliding and tumbling and skidding and trying to get on your back to stability, and she is going down, and you are going down. And Xanar... Uh, what about Yathane? Uh, Yathane can do whatever you want. She's going to be attacking her as much as possible. All right, Yathane right now is going super fast, wings tucked in and gaining yeah, speed straight. and gaining on her. Yeah. Uh, Xanar and uh, Brenrose. If what it weren't creepy enough, Xanar's in spider form, but still has elemental motion. So this is a <laughs> flame legs flying through the air, all spread out in all spider form. Ah! You should, going you should down. Be, wow. You should be right behind today. You should be screaming at the top of your lungs. I am your new master. <laughs> I am your new master. I am your new master. I am your new master. Oh my God. And as wow. the spider uh, goes out with eight burning legs launching out of that open gallery window, you start chasing after them. Xanar, you have to duck down a bit as two, three, four purple people also throw themselves recklessly down into this crevasse mm -hmm. to help their mistress. And they join this weird chaotic chase. Sir Brenros is left back up in the tower, trying to find a cup, wondering what the hell just happened in the last six seconds. And we will stop there for tonight. Uh, thank you everyone for tuning in. Glad to have you here. Uh, we will see you next time. Jeez. <laughs>